Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Color Me Dead, a true crime podcast. I'll say that again, a true crime podcast. With that said, these gals are going to talk to you, and if you get on social media, show you some sick, twisted, vile, fucked up, nasty, disgusting things. If you find yourself sensitive, if you find yourself easily triggered, this might not be for you. Turn back now. If you think you got it and you can handle it, proceed. But first, grab a condom, because these girls are going to fuck your feelings. Welcome to Color Me Dead. Skin snacks. <laughs> you ready? You ready for part two? Part two. Sit down. I'm ready. Selt yourself. <laughs> Selt your pussy. Put some Oil silver your... paint on it. Oil your face. Oil your legs. <laughs> Keep it soft. Selt your pussy or your penis, whatever you are. <laughs> yeah. Because you are our skin snacks and we like you to be soft and editable. I like editable. the salt and vinegar skin. <laughs> <laughs> No, ma'am. Oh, I man. do not. Eddie liked his vaginas like he liked his chips. Oh, <laughs> salty and Salted vinegar. And crunchy. <laughs> salty with a little bit of tang. Dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right. I wonder Shit. how close uh, formaldehyde and like vinegar. I can't imagine it's too far. No, I've smelled formaldehyde, and so have oh, you. you've been yeah. in the cadaver lab. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, as far as like a taste, taste. would it still have that little bit of kick? <laughs> you know what's weird thing. is people were actually using formaldehyde as a form of like getting high, and I don't know if they were huffing it. Yeah, we wow. did some dumb shit. But it it was in the two like the early two thousands where people were like either huffing it or like sipping on it. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about to that. get what high, and I can't remember. I'm like, dude, can't no. you just, you know what? Can't you just smoke a little pot and like take a little Molly fucking roll go, every now and again? Go buy some whipped cream, uh, dude. Take a whip it. Chill yeah. the fuck out. It's never enough. Let's put the formaldehyde in my body and must uh, where, myself. Where's the crocodile? drill? <laughs> start injecting people. fucking weird shit into my groin veins. Mm-hmm. Speaking of crazy people, this is part two of um, Ed Gein. Geeny weeny. And we left off part one telling you all about his little life and... It's fucked up mom, it's fucked up dad. Which we totally forgot to say that Ed Gein also used to love to... Uh, like, he would go fishing with his brother, and he played the violin and shit. Yeah. Like, we kind of forgot some of his A hobbies. Whoops. Fuck that. It's fine. Just kidding. We're, we're, we talk about him <laughs> enough. We're, we can put it in in later, too. But, yeah. Some of his hobbies. Because I had this whole thing in my head of, like, making it sound like a, either like a Tinder profile or at the end be like, and oh, my oh, God. Oh, we'll have to. God damn it. Part, part three or four. We'll do it somewhere. Everybody I like, I like long, lonely walks through the cemetery <laughs> <laughs> with a metal rod. <laughs> with my violin. My violin in one hand and my shovel in the other. <laughs> I like to play a little tune to my women before I dig them up. <laughs> yes. Yes, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't. Oh, oh man. No. Oh, you know, I, I, I like to give them a little bit of Tchaikovsky <laughs> before I give them a shovel. Good God. Oh, cry I. Oh, cry I. Uh, oh, my God. That's why I like those little emojis that I put together. Yeah, yeah. the cry I one. Oh, cry I. Which nobody will get unless... No, I sent him to the person himself, mm-hmm. and he didn't know what it was for a second. Winning. That Winning. works. That works. Sucker. I went. She uh-huh. wins, but I went yeah. through her. It's okay. Whatever. No. Whatever. It's a, it's What's a, mine is yours. It's, it's a mutual win. win. Just like mutual cry, win. cry just, just saying cry eye every time we get annoying, <laughs> but just having the little cry eye is hilarious. Yes. Yes. Push and plow. Push and plow on oh, all gus. Musty gus. Every time you want to get a good dicking, just... <laughs> Text an emoji of a plow. I need a good plow. I need yes. a good plow. I am like Augusta. 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 One day Spencer's going to come home from work and I'm going to be wearing a harness. I'm going to be like, you ready to plow this field? You want to put some plow? I put, put on the lotion. <laughs> My fucking shuttle bags. I put on the good oil. Yes. It's nice and slippery. Yes. Does it smell oh. like leather varnish? <laughs> Ew. 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 <laughs> she says. Oh, fuck. Okay, uh, so Augusta died on December 29th, 1945, after she had a brain hemorrhage from having her second stroke because she was a nasty cunt, and finally God was just like, no more. <laughs> We're done with two you. two fucking strokes, man. Two of them. And that was too long. 67 years was way too fucking long. Yeah, For way, real. way ah. too long. And uh, we had also... 
mentioned about the the uncles, it was Augusta's brothers, Ed's uncles. Yeah. Right, that were like the unmarried fucking weirdos, too. Yeah, and they were the only ones that showed up to the funeral on New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Ed was sabbing like a wee babins with snot running down his face. (laughs) I I imagine it like that fucking (laughs) Yeah, the (laughs) and like snot bubbles. (laughs) And he's just not trying to wipe any of it because it's all on all of his uh, Pulling an Addy and licking it. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah. No. When she sucks in a good bug, that's the worst. Do, oh, can, uh, <laughs> do you know how upset I get when I'm like, Addison, and this is Nikki's daughter, and she's fucking disgusting. She's the grossest yeah. little girl ever. She's yep. adorable. She's beautiful, but she's fucking disgusting. And yeah. she'll look right at me, and I'll be like, go wipe your nose. And she'll fucking make eye contact and stick her tongue right in her snot. Yeah. Because she knows that it, like, upsets me. Or if she's, she's, <laughs> she's got a big, long stringer, mm-hmm. she'll, like, reach up and suck it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop. I don't I don't That's do what the I did. thing. Oh my when eyes are watering and everything. We need to not. She did it in front of me and I was like <laughs> Dude, I grabbed her. <laughs> I grabbed her by the neck one day and like marched her little ass to the bathroom mm-hmm. and put the tissue on her nose and I was like, if you don't blow, I'm gonna squeeze it out of your head. And she's like, and I'm like, no, you blow like a big girl because this is coming out. Like, if I see you lick snot again, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I have never put hands on a four-year-old before, but I'm going to fuck you but up. But I will. <laughs> One time she did that to her, I hauled her to the bathroom, and she had sucked it all up by the time they got there. I was like, <laughs> No. Anyway. No. Anyways. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm, I'm a wee bit sick now, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm going to touch of the stomach. Oh, God. Okay. So, because Plainfield was so small, everybody knew Ed. And everybody that lives in a small town, we all have our own Ed. Right. We all right. know him. He yeah. walks around. He's helpful. He'll do whatever you need. He volunteers a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, people people knew him. Mm-hmm. And everybody was saying that, you know, well, he doesn't seem to have changed too much, which considering how much he lost his shit over his dear sweet mama, you would have thought that right after she died, he would have just fucking disintegrated. You would think that more people would have been supportive for him mm-hmm. since he was always there for other people. You know, watching kids, helping out, doing whatever. Maybe he kind of gave people the Rifkins. It's pretty it obvious like that he, he did. did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing that people did notice is that he was starting to just, like, let himself go. As far as he, he wasn't, wasn't putting his makeup on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't combing his hair. This boy did not comb his hair. Crazy. Not even once. You know, it, it's it's one thing for a person to go a week or so being, like, disheveled. Mm-hmm. But to, like, quit shaving, quit bathing, quit taking care of yourself. You're wearing dirty fucking clothes. He started to become a wee bit stinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hear the smell Smelly kid class. Yep. Um, But he was still working around town and everybody still loved him. Like, he was closer with the Hill family. Yeah. Which lived closer to him. But if they ever needed anything, he was right there. If another neighbor needed to run to town but didn't want to take all of her crotch droppings, he would watch them. Like, he... (laughs) Yeah. Which I was so sad that you guys did not run with me on my Albert Fish joke class. Sorry. It's okay. I forgive you. It's fine. But anyways, um, it's fine. It's fine. I was. I only cried for a minute. <laughs> I can't Albert Fish. Uh, uh, like like when he starts talking about the taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get into that on another episode. But I can't Albert Fish. Yeah. Uh, the further out of my mind he is, the better. I know. I know. It's <clears> just <throat> showing you that the people plain float obviously didn't know their history because if some middle aged man was like, "Yes, I watch your kids," I'd be like, 
No. no. Look what, what happened, happened when Albert Fish did it. Like, he fucking ate my kids. Yeah. No middle-aged man needs to be around my babies. No, oh What's my worse God. that's going to happen? He's going to turn them into fucking stew. No, and by the way, I had to call you out on this. You're talking about an old man babysitting? Mm-hmm. He's fucking my age, all right? No, Edgeen was older than this. Mm-mm. He was 36 during the time where he was, or I think anyway, that he was I think he was 36 to 38. <laughs> yeah, well, he kept babysitting even after his mom died. The and part so we were 40s. talking about on that, I was like, that bitch. That bitch. I'm, I'm sorry, you're not old, but if some random single dude your age was like, oh, watch your kids, I'd be like, no, no you fucking, no, any, you any random single dude. No, yeah. I'm, I'm weird, but I don't really let anybody babysit him, so... Yeah, sorry, I did not mean to call you I know, out. I just had to call you out and make it awkward. Uh, it's not awkward. It it's funny. It's true. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, so, also, by this point, he starts letting the farm go. Yeah. Yeah, he quit working. Which, that'd be hard land. to work all of it Oh, I can by imagine. Yeah. With that, just taking care of that big fucking house. And I know he didn't clean it all, but mm-hmm. take care of 195 acres... And a seven-bedroom fucking yeah. farmhouse. I know yeah. Augusta couldn't do it, but... Yeah. Dude, I can barely take care of a three-bedroom fucking farmhouse. Right? Mm-hmm. Jesus. And so he had sold off all of his cattle to help pay for the rest of his mommy's funeral. Mm-hmm. That way he, she got the best. So he didn't have that to worry about anymore. 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 So he <laughs> let the rest of it go to kind of, like, go back into natural fucking what-the-what's it's called. Well, and he started getting like subsidies for it too yeah because the land wasn't producing mm-hmm. and he had leased out a small section of farm to one of the neighbors so he could kind of use that to help get money because he's yeah. like i don't really i don't really need much just a can of pork and beans <laughs> just i know pork and beans it would and be a fire <laughs> mm-hmm piece of toast on occasion. Uh, but when the other farmers, when it came time to thresh their field and mm-hmm. get everything ready, Ed was always right there. He was one of the crew members. Yeah. He was always helpful. And every like everybody always said he always had the best manners. He never swore. He never whatever. Like He, he wasn't making inappropriate jokes like the rest of the menfolk. Mm-hmm. He was weird, but... But that was one of those <clears> things <throat> that Gusta put in his head because when she was... Right. When he was born, she said, fine, I'm not going to let him be one of those foul-mouthed mm-hmm. harlot fuckers. Mm-hmm. But one of the things is whenever they would invite him in to eat... Are you I okay? want a shirt that says harlot fucker <laughs> so that I can put it on my husband. <laughs> let's, let's make it... Let's make it happen. Oh, my God. Harlot fucker. Harlot fucker. Yeah. I am a harlot fucker. And then underneath it, it needs to say Wisconsin accent, though. Yes. Yeah. Read in a Wisconsin accent. <laughs> like, instead of memes internally, it needs yeah. to be Wisconsin's internally. <laughs> yes. That would be so Sorry. great. No, you're good. But yeah, when they would come in out from the farm for the night and they would often the women would feed all the workers. Right. Yeah. Ed always waited until everybody else sat down first and then he would find his little spot. And then after they ate, most of the men would get up and go into the other room and talk men shit. Right. And Ed always kind of just chill. lingered. Lingered. And didn't he clean up his own dishes too? Oh yeah. Well yeah. he would he would watch the women clean up the whole table and be working in the kitchen, and when they caught him, he would immediately be like, Oh, shit. And he would grab his 
his stuff. And then he would go into the kitchen and he would help them, which was weird because it's a dude in the kitchen in the 50s. Yeah. Right. Which is, no, well, like 40s and 50s. Right. But they were like, well, you know, he's fucking nice. Why can't my piece of shit husband do that? Like, you know. So women would actually, around Christmas time, would make him little treats and gifts since they knew he was a bachelor and deliver it to him. So the women were kind of like, oh, we we lamb. Yeah. Let me like, oh, he, he stares a little long, and he's he's a bit of an oddball. He's a little bit of an oddball. <laughs> a little bit of an oddball. But they loved him. Yeah, which men, it goes to prove, <clears throat> if you just help put a dish away, a bitch might make you some cookies. Like, <laughs> I'll make you cookies if you do the dishes. Oh, man. You have to do the dishes from the cookies, too, though. <laughs> just fucking I don't know. Just <laughs> one of the sexiest things I've ever seen is my husband vacuuming mm-hmm. or doing dishes. Mm-hmm. And shortly thereafter, I'm banging him with my mouth. I'm mouth banging. <laughs> or whatever he wants me to use. <laughs> Whatever orifice you prefer. Yeah, I mean, if you, I, I, have you ever put it in my ear? Well, <laughs> now's the time. <laughs> There's two. It's not, it's not going to fit. It's just going to bump up against it. It's all awkward. But if you like it, I like it. Fuck it, I'm in. <laughs> Fuck it, if you're in, I'm in. <laughs> if you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. Yeah, that, that's where I was going, but I can't oh, remember man. it. But on the other side of everything, what everybody wasn't realizing is with being alone, except for when it came to going and helping out, Ed was slowly losing his shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Which doesn't come as a huge surprise because he was somebody that his mom always told him how to think, yeah. how to act, how to do whatever. And so after she's been gone for a while. Well, he doesn't have that fucking regulator now. Yeah. Who does he go to to consult? Like, oh, can I wear this shirt today? Well, I'll it, just wear the same one yesterday because I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Who's going to wash it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And I think anybody that goes through a prolonged period of isolation is is going to have some behavioral changes. Mm-hmm. But where he no longer has the puppet pulling the strings, or mm-hmm. like the puppeteer yeah. pulling mm-hmm. the strings, he's like, I don't know how to wipe my own ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he starts he starts losing it a little bit, and he would often try to see if his mom would come and visit him, which isn't really that far off from when a lot of people lose somebody that they love. Oh, Sometimes right. at night they'll be like, well, maybe they'll come and yeah. visit me. Yes, to have that sort of closure. But Ed starts doing this plus a whole bunch of other things, which we'll get into later. But it's around this time that he really starts to go a little bit insane. But he was still able to pull it off because nobody in the public knew what was going on in his head when he was in the house. Or, yeah, when he was home Mm because people didn't go in the home. No, no. And so I don't know where I'm going. I lost my brain. So with the, the, and I think another thing that probably made things a little bit worse was like the teasing from the men. Yeah. Where, you know, they were giving him the old saggy baggy eye poking. Yeah. yeah. Still like middle-aged men still yeah. playing jokes on him. Well, and, that's or where they would do. like put mm-hmm. smoke bombs under the hood of his truck mm-hmm. and like laugh at his expense. And when he came they, barreling out with his little saggy baggy eye waving his head around. Being like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, gosh. Oh, oh, gee, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys got me good, you fuckers. <laughs> Would you look at all that smoke? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you bastards. And yes, we're totally butching Wisconsin accent. I, yes. You know what? One day we'll have mm-hmm. Veronica sit in yes. on some stuff. And it will be lovely. Um, he also became really good friends with little Bob Hill, which is the teenager of Irene, and I can't remember the husband's name Mr. at the moment. Mr. Mr. Hill. Thank you. 
And they went and did shit together all the time, which is also... But he was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a little bit odd that a grown-ass man would be chilling out with a fucking teenager. Yeah, and he would, like, go to the high school football games with them. They would go to the movies together. Like, they just... I wonder in the teenager's mind if he was like, I'm doing this dude, you know, solid, getting him into where he's with people, you know, just trying to do a good deed about Mm -hmm. it. Or if he really liked hanging out with him. Well, it was like an older guy, but he was mentally oh yeah he was still on that same same level and maybe he felt that he could relate more with ed or tell ed about what's going on with him that you know teens never want to tell their fucking parents maybe because they went and did shit together all the time like they'd go hunt rabbits Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like never deer because the sight of blood made him not okay yeah and he didn't like freaked dead out he didn't like that and he didn't like dressing him out but bob didn't know about his like complete no-nos on deer or else he would have caught what happens later like he would have caught yes. it and like that's that's hold not. on a second wait a minute <laughs> hold on there. no 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 <laughs> but it is weird because on the other side of it he super loved violence he would yeah. always want to talk with anybody who was around like let's talk about so-and-so who died which also very weird in wisconsin people died all the fucking time like just random were they fucking downwinders i don't <laughs> fucking know god but they were always fucking dying so uh, oh did you you hear about old Ted got shot in the groin yeah. during hunting season opening day lost his dick bled to death <laughs> yes. it was a shame what a shame what a shame <laughs> and he would always be talking about anybody that was going missing or any sort of anything well, that was going on yeah and he had those weird like the crime comics or whatever mm-hmm. that were like extremely violent and depicted like all kinds of weird shit and he would talk to people about it too yeah yeah be like oh in this book I read which I Again, I can't talk shit on because I'm always like, in this book I read, did you read? It tells you good information on this serial killer. Like, oh my God. So, you know, I get a little bit, I get a little bit worried about it. But with his love of the true crime uh, magazines, he always loved the ones that had the, like the guys in the trench coat and they were big and burly and there was women that were like half naked or being abused in some way. Like that was his. No. Yeah. He actually, he, he enjoyed enjoyed anything that depicted sexual deviance towards mm-hmm. any the sort women's. of violence. And he would always make weird, random, inappropriate comments, especially about Irene Hill, like, oh, you know, she's she's very pretty today, or... Did you see that Bernice has put on some weight? Yeah, she's <laughs> looking rather plump. She's nice and plump, and... So, like, he, I love the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin because at this time he was 40. Mm-hmm. And yeah. literally, like, have you felt the tit and it feels like a bag of sand? That was Ed. Yeah. He was that guy. Like, yeah. he has like, no idea. You oh, see? Get it? It's my own hair. Yeah. Um, mm. See what I get for snacking? That's why you don't snack on the mic, man. <laughs> And they make. I've been sucking on them so they're soft. So you and don't chew I like, them? Yeah, so I don't chew and crunch. Um, Gross. Goldfish. <laughs> fucking me and my addiction to goldfish. Anyway, uh, I, I can imagine it being like a situation where they're out in the field working. And they're mm-hmm. like, have you ever felt a wet pussy? Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
I'm, it feels just like you're washing the dishes and you've got a sponge and a cup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he has no fucking idea no what he's idea. talking about. But you want to make sure it's got the soap in it so it slides in easier. Yeah. Not just straight water because it gets it stuck. And then all the other dudes are looking around and being like, what the what fuck? What the fuck? I don't wash dishes. I don't understand what the fuck you're saying. Yeah. What the hell like, are that's you that's what yeah. her job is for. Yeah. Get with that, it. That thing that I bang in there, that's her job. That yeah. Carla in there? I have a dishwasher. Her name is Susan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he used to go through, and even being single and now he's all alone, he used to still go to the milkshake places. Oh, like in yeah. a... Malt shops. Yeah. yeah. I could not... Milkshake places. <laughs> <laughs> well, God when damn. people say shit like that, I'm, I'm like, yo, Marion's. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, But too. people aren't going to know what the fuck we're talking about, because it's a local malt shop. Mm-hmm. But by the early 50s, so this is about five, six years after his mom dies, he completely just... He turns into a total recluse. Mm-hmm. He like, doesn't just, go to the movies anymore. He doesn't mm-hmm. go and do anything. And he starts, naturally, if all you're doing is randomly going out to help and do jobs, but the rest of the time you're home by yourself, you're going to start going a little crazy. A little. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because um, he had also decided that his mom's house needed to be a shrine. And so he was only living in a couple areas of the home. Everything else by this point had been boarded up mm-hmm. completely because yeah, he no, couldn't he didn't handle even, it. He didn't even use the upstairs. Mm-mm. Like we have seven bedrooms and like two fucking parlors in this farmhouse. Mm-hmm. And he's got one big bedroom and a parlor that's completely blocked off because that was a gusta's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the total upstairs was like unfucking touched. So he He's using, like, two bedrooms and a living room and a kitchen. hmm Yeah. He only had, like, three rooms that he ever fully went into because the rest of it was just too painful for him to be around. And he couldn't really get rid of his mom's stuff because, in his eyes, his mom was, like, a god. So you can't... No. Mm-mm. So no, you'd be desec- it off. You'd be desecrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How dare you throw her stuff away? Or what if it went to a fucking harlot? Could you imagine? Oh, Could you? Oh, my God. Yeah. And I don't... But I don't understand why he didn't keep it clean. That's one of the thing, one of the questions I've had. Because he wants to do everything to make it how his mom had it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she th- had it so fucking clean. I think that when you start, like, slipping into the darkness like that, though, and you start mm-hmm. letting yourself go, who gives a... F- like, if yeah. he didn't give a fuck... A enough to wash his own ass Mm -hmm. what difference is it going to make if he fucking tosses a can of pork and beans on the fucking ground when he's done you know what I mean turn into an episode of hoarders well and I think that I think there's definitely a love-hate relationship that he had with his mom so if she's not around anymore and if he boarded it off let's say if he boarded it off and everything on the other side is stuff that his mom that's all his mom all that he has access if it's boarded off maybe she can't see yeah. The rest of it. And so he just kind of was like, let's go complete opposite. Bitch, of you what stay I grew in your with. area. <laughs> Bitch, stay in your <laughs> Don't lane. Don't come in mine. <laughs> right. Stay okay, in your this lane. This is my room. This is your room. You fucking live in here. Mm-hmm. Stay in your fucking area. Yeah. But the know. only other place that he would visit besides doing odd jobs would be Mary Hogan's Tavern. Yes. Uh, which is a tiny place in Pine Grove, which was just like right outside of Plainsfield. Yeah. 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 Few or miles. Plain, Plainfield. Plainfield. Fuck. Always. Put the fucking S in there. People. I don't know <laughs> why it needs it? to be there, but it does. I know. I do the same thing where I'm like, I, certain certain places, I'm, I add the S to it, and they're like, it's Plainfield. I'm like, not in my fucking brain. Not in my brain. You can't unwire this. I'm the one this. saying it, not you. Right? Let me just look like the dumbass, okay? Because I'm going to. But Ed didn't drink because his dad was an alcoholic, and his mom was like, that's the biggest sin. Right. Next to sex. Like, don't fucking drink. 
But he was there because he started to create an inappropriate infatuation with Mary Hogan. Well, uh-huh. he drank his root beer. Mm-hmm. And stared all creepy McCreeperson-like. With his old cray With his little saggy baggy eye. Oh, cray eye when she bends over. It's just like my mom. Because she was also a large... You see how the thighs look like rising bread dough? Oh, Gusta. Oh! God. Jesus. Sorry. No. It's awesome. That was fucking great. Now I'm never going to be able to bend over again because I'm going to be like, rising bread dough. God damn it. I know, dude. Because I'm as white as fucking bread dough. (laughs) The other day I got out of the shower and I was getting dressed and I caught a fucking back half view in the mirror and I was like, holy shit. All right. No more Taco Bell. No No more fucking fatty two tits. That's why I like my tiny mirror in my bathroom. I'm like, I can only see the good parts there. So we'll right on even own a full-length mirror in my house. Yeah, dude, when you when you see the back half of yourself fresh out of the shower and it's all red, yeah, man. Yeah. At Little America and their fucking oh my mirrors God. everywhere, I'm like, I hate my fucking self right now. I can't be happy the whole time we're gone because I hate myself. You're starting to do some weird voodoo shit where yeah. you're covering up all the mirrors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. 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 Go in there, nope. like, covering your eye. But like sweet, sweet Augusta, Mary was also a large German bitch. She had a heavy German accent. She was everything. She had her own business, just like her his mom did. She was middle-aged, right in the same age range. The only difference was is if you were to take sweet, sweet Augusta and make her complete opposite, make like an evil version of her in Ed's mind, it was Mary. Mary. Because she swore like a sailor. She had some sort of shady past. When she was in Chicago, she was a madame or she had ties. Awesome. Yeah. She had ties to the mob and she was divorced twice, so naturally, that's just of the devil. Well, you see, she could be me mm-hmm. with all that. I'm just saying. Just saying. You just and need to go be a madame in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> I can make that happen. I got this. And she she died on my birthday, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, you know. You, oh, you know. <laughs> oh, you know. There's that. But he would sit there and he would he would think and he would think about his mom and he would think about Mary and he would start to get like sick and kind of dizzy about it. But it was more than just he hated Mary because how could his mom be taken who was the best person ever, but she gets to live. But yet there was also that battle of I really want to fuck her too. That's what I was just going to say. Do you think it was that or the fact mm-hmm. that he wanted to fuck her and he was so attracted to her? But his mom would hate it, so mm-hmm. he's, like, having this emotional struggle inside. Like, what do I do? Do I fuck her? Do I kill her? What do I do? Right. And that, that's exactly that's exactly what it is, because he, he found himself extremely attracted to everything his mom had always told him was bad. Yeah. So why, why is he so attracted to her? And he also reminds him of his mom, which makes him miss his mom. And that sweet, sweet angel got taken, but this fucking bitch, because he learned to hate her because he yeah. was probably in love with her so much. Yeah. So in his mind, he's he's struggling with that and he's starting to spiral and it wouldn't be too long before he would have to act out on it in some way. Yeah. And he couldn't fuck her. No. So. No. He could not do the bangy bang. Bangity bang bang. No bangity bang with Mary Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mary. Sorry, Mary. You cannot look lovingly into my saggy baggy eye. <laughs> You're not going to need the door. <laughs> I'm not pushing the plow yet. <laughs> no, no plow pushing. 
Move. So he would usually spend his time alone after doing errands for the Hill family or whatever he was doing during mm-hmm. the day. Uh, a little over 20 miles away from Plainfield. Is where the Hill family. Is where they lived. Yeah. Yeah. So he would go get supplies for them. After he was done for the day, he would go home and enter through the summer kitchen that led into his home. All alone, unless you count mice and spiders and whatever the fuck is oh, growing God. Did you guys that- watch 1922 yet? No. Fuck. Nope, I have not. The whole mice and like rat thing mm-hmm. will become a thing. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, they were crawling all through. Oh, I can't every- I can't even. Hello, friends. <clears throat> Hello, Danny friends. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it was like Cinderella and he had named them all and shit? And, and like we're talking. Named one named Gus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. There's one. Oh, Gus. 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 <laughs> The fat one that looked like his mom. Yeah, yeah probably. Maybe Cinderella is right now. We're all too. like, hmm. <laughs> oh my. I feel like I make connections to everything. Oh, I do. Like too. I'll see something little, and I'm like, oh my god, that's after it. Mm-hmm. I, I know it. I just know it. I feel it. We down in Ashbourne. I know. Augustus. Gus for short. What? what? No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that place is fucking gross. Well, it, the, <laughs> just letting the mice <laughs> just run around the way, and chill. The way the house was found, like the squalor he was living in, I'm surprised there weren't larger, nastier Things. vermin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there were. There had to be everything in there. Raccoons. Mm-hmm. Do they have raccoons there? I'm sure I they do. Know. Raccoons aren't bad. I mean, they wash their hands. After they tear apart the insides of your house. Or the insides of your hand, but mm-hmm. whatever. No big deal. Whatever. Anyway. Maybe, though, to fill the void of not having another human, he took up a new hobby. Mm-hmm. Well, this was where the hoarding comes in. He kept uh, everything. That's actually, like, a pretty common practice for people that lose somebody and mm-hmm. they don't have, like, a way to cope with, like, filling that void. They'll fill it with trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we kind of already talked about how he boarded off all the rooms. He mm-hmm. made his mom's room a he would just toss trash on the floor mm-hmm. and he had this big coffee can Maxwell House coffee that he would put Which his is shitty gum coffee. I know but, yeah. he would put his gum in this thing so all of his gum he never threw it away okay so um, I used no. to have these neighbors and I can't remember the boy's name but the little girl's name was Brandy and she was a little bit uh, mm-hmm. slow mm-hmm. but they would they had a board like a cork board thing in their kitchen where they would chew a piece of gum they would take it out this is when I lived in Bakersfield they'd stick it to this cork port and then they would come back for it later but it didn't really matter whose piece of gum oh, they picked that. up they just picked up a piece of gum off the cork board threw it in their mouth and started chewing and then when it was all out of flavor they'd throw it away and why don't you just chew I, it until it's out of flavor and then fucking throw it away right okay, if so dad, I remember I remember coming to their house one day and Brandy was like do you want a piece of gum and I was like sure and she's like pick one and she like pointed mm-hmm. to that weird little cork board and I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me I think it was like eight or nine and I'm like I'm solid what the hell is wrong with you people? Yeah. Nope. I'm it's solid. Yeah, I know I'm good. No I'm, here. Nope. I'm, I'm straight. Dude, I'm going to go home and get my own piece of bubble tape. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll put this in the gum tin. Ah. Oh, yes. Shave me from myself. <laughs> <laughs> this piece of Wrigley's is going to be real good tomorrow. Oh, God. So if you chew Wrigley's gum and you drink Maxwell House coffee, I'm side-eyeing the fuck out of you. Yes, and you have all this said gum in a coffee can, all the side-eye. I unfriend you. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> We're done. So he collected everything from gas masks to three-way radios, plastic whistles, toy airplanes, other gifts you 
get in boxes of cereal. Or like the Cracker Jack the Cracker Jack yeah. toys. Yeah. Like just random weird Tatted. shit for a 40-something-year-old man to just be like, hey, yeah. gosh, I like it. <laughs> have you seen my kazoo? <laughs> <laughs> Last week, I had a score <laughs> in my kazoo. Have you seen my Fucking all creepy McCreepers then. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Oh, cool. man. My Cracker Jacks. His favorite was his handcrafted bowls. Mm-hmm. They weren't always stable, mm-hmm. but he made them, and he was proud he of was them. He was so proud. He would he would prop them up when he was trying to eat out of his little bowls because they would kind of wobble, and he Just didn't a, want his shit to fall out wobbly. of it. His pork and beans. Oh, God. Well, that's what his dinner was. He would get pork and beans. He would open the can, set it on the stove, warm it up in the can, mm-hmm. dump it from the can into his little bowl that he made. And he always did the finger test to check that oh, it yeah. was warm. Yeah. Yes, that's good. That is very good. It's singed my knuckle hairs. It's ready. <laughs> it's ready. Gross. Yeah. Gross. I can't with fucking pork and beans. I don't. I don't like. I love homemade pork and beans, like ham and beans and shit. Ham and beans is one thing. Isn't that the fucking same? Pork, <sighs> ham, pig. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Pork and like, it's one thing to have like navy beans and like real ham and shit, but like pork and beans with the, I don't know. I just can't. I just can't. I don't really even like ham. Anyway, sorry. Oh, but the bowls and the spoon were also always fucking dirty. Like he never yeah, they, washed like, them. Yeah, they rarely got washed. He would like toss them in the sink and then just be like, oh, that spoon doesn't Aww. look too bad. And, just why, like wipe the crusties away, I guess. Tap mm. it on the sink and knock the fucking loose Lick ones it off. Clean. Ugh. Ah. No. No. Or if there was some left from the day before, he's like, it's, it's fine. Just, Adds more flavor to the new one. Yeah. No. No. No, sir. <laughs> So, walking through his house, he would be walking over things like ash from the fire. He would like, okay, Lord, let me start over. Lord, please help me. (laughs) She just like blessed herself. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta get through this. Spectacles, testicles, wallets, and watch. (laughs) Help me. May the Lord and the Holy Ghost help me through. That was my inner Augusta. Gus. Oh, Gus. Oh, Gus. Oh, musty Gus. How about walking through his house, he would be walking over things like ash from the fire he would light on his little stove, milk cartons, tattered kids' clothing. That's freaky. Why the fuck do... Okay, old fucking rotten milk smell and tattered little kids' clothes. Why the fuck have you got little kids' clothes in there? I could go on a, like, full tangent of why are there quite a few serial killers who have this weird milk fucking obsession. I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay. Anyways. He had broken china, twine, boxes of crime scene magazines, mm-hmm. which I is funny for once. somebody who... Wow. <laughs> Wrong <Spencer>. one. <laughs> what did you do? Wrong kind. I mean, unless you also serve fucking mashed potatoes and gravy on yours and put it out for a spread. I'm not above it. I mean... Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Spencer was like, I would like a Thanksgiving on your vagina, I'd be like... Like, give me a couple minutes. Does my cottage cheese story not stick with you? I'm gonna go wash this off really quick. Oh no. <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh shit. Just don't chew the whole vow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-mm, that is not a piece of fat. <laughs> oh, no. No. I'm having so many nightmares right now about mashed potatoes and gravy and Spencer when you're downstairs. I need to fucking go wash out my brain. Thanksgiving is going to be fun this year. I'm going to... All the visuals. I'm seriously going to make... I'm going to take a picture, dude. I'm not... You're not going to be able to see anything, but I'm going to, like, pat down a pot pie and pour no. gravy on it, and I'm going to make Spencer With take a picture. Spencer's eyes. Like, all you see is his eyes. And he's like face deep in the shit. <laughs> Take a picture and Happy send it to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy <laughs> please, please, please don't. Please leave. Don't. Please, please, please leave. leave. Just, just go. <laughs> go. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. He also had a clothesline strewn across his, his room full of dirty rags and over five guns in his room. He had two 22s, a tw- or 22 rifles, a 22 pistol, a 7.65 Mauser. Is that how you say it? Yeah. And a 12-gauge shotgun. With being alone, he's he's allowed to let his illness fester and go unnoticed. He became obsessed with the Nazis, especially what that word is. I think it's Ice. I don't know. Coke. I know the last name is Coke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Elise? Ice? Coke. I have no idea. I don't know. This bitch. This, she was the bitch, bitch of Buchenwald. She was the bitch of Buchenwald. Wald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buchenwald. I hate the way she, her words. She can fuck off. <laughs> 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 oh god so this bitch was accused of collecting human heads and taking tattooed skin off her victims to use for lampshades and book bindings that sounds in- normal to me I mean inspiration yes <laughs> it's, it's exactly I have good tattoos somebody can make a good I'm, I'll be a good lampshade one day perhaps I'd be a perhaps. shitty lampshade I'd be you like, would you have nothing you bitch it's just if someone wants plain white <laughs> I, how would I even how would I even shade anybody <laughs> I don't if know. anything, I would probably just personify. The I was gonna say, like, <laughs> she's so fucking white. I think I can tan off of her. Mm-hmm, probably, <laughs> yeah. He also really oh, enjoyed Irma Grease. Irma, Irma, the innocent-looking nineteen-year-old SS warder who was beautiful, but was the one to choose what women and children would be in the next ex- like in the next God. extermination. I know what I'm trying Auschwitz. to say here. In Auschwitz. Yes, no, I understand. Yeah. No, yeah, she I'm was like you. this My... super innocent, beautiful girl, but she was the cherry picker that went through and was like, you, You're next. you, you, that little three-year-old right there, that one too, mm-hmm. you nasty cunt. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I'm just going to start. I'm going to stop using the word cunt, and I'm going to start calling him Musty Gus. <laughs> you fucking Musty Gus. I you. thought you were going to say Irma. You're going to start calling her Irma. You, Maybe. Because she was a cunt. But she I like was. Gus. You Gus. You Gussy gal. Nazis weren't his only love. He also loved tales of cannibals, headhunters, body snatchers, and the story of an ex-GI who went to Denmark to undergo a sex change. Yeah, he was super obsessive about all of those things. I could see where like the sex change thing yeah like really was enticing for him i'm sure that was for almost anybody of that time too uh he was obsessed with this since he was a kid he always wanted to be a woman to have female parts mm-hmm. that was always his dirty little secret that he never really told yeah. anybody about no and it gave him like extreme excitement mm-hmm. have me have a pussy 
Let me see. And I think, I wonder if some of it was to try to see if maybe if he had one that he could understand why women are so bad as to what maybe. his mom always said. Yeah, I mean, that's a good theory. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. He had recently seen them firsthand and could barely handle the excitement it would give him. Mm-hmm. He's seen pussy firsthand now. Another weird thing he would do is collect anything from the local paper in relation to death. Oh, yeah. Murders, car accidents, suicides, missing people, and all the obituaries. He would cut them out and save them. Yeah, yeah he loved that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And especially certain obituaries were put in, an, like, an extra special spot. A special spot. Mm-hmm. In addition to the hoarding and his illness spiraling, he misses his mom and he misses his mom and gets quiet so he can hear her. Sometimes she talks to him. Yeah, and she would always tell him things like, be sure to be a good boy, is what Ed Gein would say later. Is that when yeah. she, when he did get the wonderful mm-hmm. opportunity, it was stuff like that, like, make sure you're being a good boy there, Ed. Yes. Mm-hmm. He thinks if he tries, he can, if he tries hard, he can raise her from the dead. Why do these horrible women get to live and his mother died? The only woman he didn't hate was Irene Hill because she was nice to him, she fed him, she let him watch TV with them, and her kids were nice too. He also thought about just selling the farm and getting far away, but that was too much work. Mm-hmm. Because he, he did. He, he wanted to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And so he thought about, if I just sell everything, I can take the money and I can go. And I'll just fucking go until I'm done. I'll fucking uh, Forrest Gump this shit. I'll just run until I I get tired. I just felt like running. (laughs) Yeah. He probably would have been better off because he would have had a whole new start. Maybe he could have forced himself. He wouldn't have had had all of his mom's shit all over the place there to look at Mm -hmm. and to remind him of what was there. Mm -hmm. But then he decided that that was going to be too much work and then he was definitely losing grip by this point because the things that were on his wall were very, very odd trophies and he was starting to get the feeling like people were like watching not people but things were watching him. yeah well i don't know how he would think that i would never think that no no such like, things on and, my wall and the leaves would laugh at him yeah i that's one of my favorite recollections out of that uh documentary yeah mm-hmm. is when the leaves were rustling outside he could hear laughter mm-hmm. me too if You're i'm right. high <laughs> <laughs> everything's but they're laughing with me at that point mm-hmm. <laughs> some weird things started happening not long after Augusta died and lasted for about 10 years. People started coming up missing more and more. Mm -hmm. On May 1st, 1947, an 8-year-old girl named Georgia Weckler went missing after being dropped off by the neighbor Mrs. Carl. Carol. 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 Yeah. Coral. It's like Carol. Carl. (laughs) Fleork. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Is about a half, just about a half a mile from the girl's home. She grabbed the mail, waved goodbye, started walking down the road to her house. That was the last time anybody saw her. There was zero sign of her except that there was a black Ford sedan that was seen after Mrs. Carol Fleork left. (laughs) (laughs) Fleork. And it was, uh, and it left behind tracks showing that they had sped off. Yeah, but that's that's I, all that they had from her. Yeah. That's nothing to go off of. Mm-mm. And she just all. lived down one of those long-ass fucking driveways one down of to her farmhouse. desolate houses. fucking dri- Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grabbed the mail and walked away. So where'd she go? Why, nobody I know. don't know. Nobody knows. I nobody knows. Know. Nobody knows. On October 24th, 1953, there was a 15-year-old babysitter. Her name was Evelyn Hartley. Mm-hmm. And she went missing. Now, after she didn't check in with her dad, he obviously became worried. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the house where she's supposedly supposed to be babysitting and no one answered. Then he saw her glasses in one of her shoes, mm-hmm. which obviously is going to raise 
like some definite fucking panic in a parent. Oh yeah. yeah, when he was looking through the window, he saw that there was shit messed up. So he's like, oh, okay. okay, this isn't good. Right. So he finds a way into the home, and this is where he talks about like he finds blood, mm-hmm. and he found it like in, in in the house. But there was some, there was quite a bit out in the yard. And how he got into the house was everything was locked except for there was a window down in the basement that had the screen that was set out aside. So whoever came in came, came in that the basement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would think that, well, maybe not then, but if I saw that, my mm-hmm. kid was missing, I wouldn't want to touch that because I could be fucking up. Yeah, well, at the time. Right. Didn't, it didn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this was just like one instance of somebody going missing mm-hmm. out of several that took place in yeah. that time. And they'd also found that bloody palm print and mm-hmm. they thought maybe this might be to whoever it belongs to. But nothing ever came out of it. Still to this day, Evelyn Hartley has never been found. Yeah. It's still I wonder if they can go retest that palm because in 1953, I can't imagine they had good palm testing shit like we've got now, Mm -hmm. like bloody palm. And I don't know how well it preserved over the last. Yeah. Or like how they, like how they would even do it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not like dusting for prints and shit the way they do things now and they Mm -hmm. have like fucking databases for it. But luckily the little girl that she was babysitting was only like 22 months old. They found her like asleep completely fine in her area. So that's, that's good. Well, fucking small miracles Mm -hmm. um the last disappearance would be the most important one when a farmer named seymour lester just can we fucking seymour seymour lester um he sounds like a fucking serial killer himself yeah Mm -hmm. anyway seymour lester went to mary hogan's tavern on december 8th 1954 and noticed it was empty except for a large pool of blood so naturally you're gonna call the police Uh and you're gonna be like yo i walked into this fucking bar and what I didn't find was whiskey, but what I did find was fucking Lutz. blood on the floor. Mm-hmm. Wasn't yes. he taking his daughter there? That's what I saw on the yeah, biography. He was taking uh-huh, his yeah. little girl in there, and he was like, oh, you Wait, should not yeah. go in right now, because mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Well, and I... It was God bless the fucking 50s when it was cool to take your kid to a fucking well, yeah. tavern, and they could get a fucking... Well, and I think it was more during the day, so I think like a milk yeah. and a cookie. Yeah. yeah. I think during the day, you could probably bring... <laughs> well, shit, dude. I was running around in the bars with my fuck it sounds so bad when you say it out loud (laughs) but like my mom used to be a waitress at a all night truck stop in Bakersfield called Zingo's Mm -hmm. and uh, they have a a lounge in the back and I used to sneak off Mm -hmm. and go back there and there were two bartenders Arnie and Rudy and they Mm -hmm. would give me cups of maraschino cherries and I would like I would and they would give me quarters for the fucking slot machines and I'd go play the slots and I think it was like eight or nine Mm -hmm. like (laughs) yeah dude and that was in the 80s yeah so anyway so he sees the pool of blood he calls the cops mary is now missing and they found a spent 32 caliber shell like mm-hmm. a cartridge laying on the floor near the blood mm-hmm. so a bloody trail led to a spot outside in this parking lot so whoever was taken yeah, yeah whoever was taken that was losing fucking fluid was dragged out to the parking lot and then absconded into a fucking vehicle mm-hmm. so they would try to collect all of the evidence that they could but Mary Hogan was never she gone and lost forever. Yeah, the only thing that they ever found on her case was that uh, bullet casing. Other than that, they yeah, had it, nothing it, else to they, go on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yes. I get so frustrated. I'm like, well, fucking test the blood. Did it match her fucking blood type? They didn't have any of that. Yeah. Well, they needed to. Well, I, I know. I know. That's what I always think with all these old cases. I'm like, this would have been solved so much, so much longer ago. Yes. This could have been so it's easy no, if you guys Because you know Saggy Baggy, I was leaving behind evidence if he lives in a oh trash my ass yeah. house. Oh, God, dude, just fingerprints. And he probably looked like Pigpen from the Peanuts, yeah. where he just uh-huh. leaves that little cloud of filth behind him, and people are like, oh, fucking Saggy Baggy, yeah, oh, cry I. Oh, he's cry eye. Boy, he's oh, fucking cry big here. Mm-hmm. So... Ed was all about these missing women. Oh. Of fucking course. Well, and especially since he fucking loved her anyways. Right. Yep. And it, he, well, he was a touch obsessed. A wee bit, you uh, could say. I, oh, oh, yes. A wee bit. Yes, I, I would say he was a little obsessed, yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, while he was helping a farmer named Elmo, ooh, ooh, yeek, 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 I don't know, uh, you know what, Elmo, Elmo, yeah, we'll just go, we'll roll with that because that last name is fucked. Such a fifties name, Elmo. Elmo. Uh, they started talking about Mary and speculating as to what could have happened to her. Now, Elmo also told Ed, if you spent more time courting Mary, she'd be cooking for you instead of missing. Mm-hmm. Like, and, oh, Ed, you oh, piece of shit. You know, if you would have done some more, she wouldn't be missing. But Ed's response is my fucking favorite. And oh, the way too. that you're rubbing your hands, do you want to go ahead him. and spit it out? I would love to. I would love he to. He said, she's not missing. She's down at the house right now. Mm-hmm. So, Ooh. which wasn't a fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> She's down at the house right now. Oh, no, she's down at the house right now. And he did that all the time. Anytime Mary was brought up. But the weird giggle, like, Mm -hmm. it's when people are like, oh, you know, he's a bit of an oddball. It's because he was laughing at inappropriate shit. Now, we laugh at inappropriate shit, but he, like, people would actually joke about what a menacing figure Eddie was. Mm -hmm. But it was done because everybody thought he was such a bunny rabbit. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, he's, like, giggling to himself because, like, He's making full confessions to people. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the whole he's fucking like, time. They're all like, oh, Eddie, you, you fucking... You, and he's you like, fucking weirdo, and oh, you're she's at the jokes. house right now. <laughs> I loaded her up in my truck, and she took her to the house. Like, uh-huh. everybody's like, that's a weird fucking thing to joke about, but you're fucking Ed motherfucking Gein. Yeah, so, like, you're a weird oh, whatever. So he was always talking about crazy shit like that, especially, like, all things macabre. Mm-hmm. So it was easy for people to kind of brush it off. However, on rare occasions... Ed came out of his house, like, explain. On the rare occasion that he would come out, the only thing that he would ever talk about was Mary. Like, when he finally decided, I'll creep on out of my house and I'll go and talk to the people folk, he always wanted to chat about her. And that would be the only thing. Like, fuck your weather. Fuck everything else. Let's talk about Mary. I don't want to talk about your fields, your threshing. I don't want to know how your kids are doing in school. Let's talk about Mary. Let's bring this up so that I can say something like, she's at my house. Right. I need to tell you she's at my house. I'm eating fucking pork and beans out of her brains. (laughs) I'm doing it. And I need you to fucking know about it. I like how he openly fucking admits. Yes. And people are like, oh, Ed. Oh, you weird motherfucker. You fucking weirdo. But nobody was like, maybe maybe we we should call the police. Like, maybe we should contact an authority. Maybe we should look into it a little bit because everybody knew he hung out at the tavern anyways. I went to pick her up in my truck. She's at the farm right now. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking weirdo. So 
we can also talk about the rare times that somebody was actually allowed inside I into love the this. gain home because 90% I would go as far as to say 98% of the time Ed would meet people outside mm-hmm. and that's where they would sit and visit and mm-hmm. and whatever but they didn't come into the home now Lester that's his name Lester is the boy no Lester is the dad I Lester. Oh, Lester heels. and they had and then it's uh, what's the kid's name Bob and he yeah. has a sister named Darla, I think. Mm-hmm. There's another little boy, too. So anyway, the son of Irene and Lester, Bob, and that's the hills that lived, you know, 20 like miles. 20 miles yonder, mm-hmm. had actually been into the, the Gein home before. He was Ed's only friend, and they would go hunting, they'd go to the movies, mm-hmm. um, you know, just different activities. On one visit, he actually got to see a collection of shrunken heads. Now, this was a rumor that was being passed around Plainfield, but it wasn't so much a fucking rumor. No. No, it was no, not. No, it wasn't. Uh, Ed actually had brought one of the heads out to show Bob. It was a female's head with no eyes, had matted hair. And, of course, young Bob was like, Where'd it come from? Where, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that head there, you, you, It's pretty interesting there, Ed. Where'd you get that? <laughs> Ed would go on to say that he had a cousin in the Philippines that had, like, collected it while he was, like, deployed mm-hmm. during the war. Because that's and what everybody collects is a fucking chunk. Head. Right. And he was like, this is an authentic South Sea shrunken head. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's, shrunken. It's, it's, it's fucking full size. Yeah. yeah. It's, this is like what you see in the books from the Amazons of the real cannibalish. Yeah. And so yeah. he never, nobody ever thought anything about it because everybody knew about his weird obsession with cannibals, with shrunken heads and stuff before. Yeah. Right. Well, and it was also noted in that book Deviant mm-hmm. that people in the town were like, oh, you can buy goofy little relics like that for like $2.50. Yeah. And it wasn't, so it wasn't uncommon for things like shrunken heads to be, you a know, thing if you want. Yeah. Like joking, joking about it. Well, and if anybody was going to have one, it was going to be fucking, fucking egg. And so when Bob came home and told his parents, yo, so I saw a shrunken head today, they were like, Fucking weirdo. Yeah, fucking, of course you did. Of course, whatever. Well, fucking Eddie. And that, so then that the little kids card. started like. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that little card. What a pill. What a what a character that guy. But it was the little kids pill. that were going around and was like, he has shrunken heads. He has shrunken heads. Let's fucking talk about it. So there's there's things in the home that the kids are like, they're talking about this place being haunted. They're talking about the shrunken heads. But Bob wasn't the only kid to see this. Mm-hmm. The two neighbor boys, there was a, a teen and like an eight-year-old that would sometimes come over to hang out. And they would come over to play cards with Ed. And the younger one would just like play with the fucking trash on the floor. Which or nasty. Yeah. For real. But he had this thing where he liked to play with his fucking hole punch. It was a leather punch. Creepy. Yeah. Leather punch. Mm-hmm. And he would sit and play with this thing whenever the boys were in invited over. And so at this point, really, what the fuck was he playing with? Because shrunken heads were probably the least of his worries. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, sorry. No, like, you go. You go. Grab you. You. So he's using this hole punch on paper because mm-hmm. he likes to punch out all these holes. And he's like, so Ed, I ran out of paper. Do you have any more? And he's like, yeah, there's some in my room. So he goes in his room. While I was listening to this part, reading this part, I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. fuck. He's, he's going to bring him skin. Yeah, I thought he was going to give him leather. Like, oh, you ran out of paper. I'm going to give you some leather. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, fuck, just, fuck. Just punch it a, a, across this line here, you see, and about just do it a pinky apart because, you know, I might I'm have to... sew it here. Yeah. And it's right. <laughs> make we'll it make chairs stuff. out of this shit. But, no. Have you seen my lampshade? <laughs> right. But he yeah, was, so he's he, like, I need more paper. And he's like, go into my room. There's terrifying. paper in there. 
So he goes into his room to get more paper, and there's the fucking shrunken heads, and he's like, uh, yeah, they're like hanging, and he sees the shit on the walls. Yeah, and he didn't say anything. He was just like, well, fucking weird, man. So then when they left, he said something to his brother, and they were just like, eh, it's Whatever. weird. Yeah, it's Let's a fucking comeback. Strange guy. Mm-hmm. No more playing in the trash on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Ed, after he's like, oh yeah, you can go into my room, and then once he went into his room, he's like, oh. Fuck. That's not normal. That's, Wait a minute. You, you shouldn't have gone in there, because yeah. after that, he, those kids were never allowed back into the house. Yeah. Which, I would really love to talk to those teen or Me? to those kids, Two. and I really want to talk to Bob. Like, yeah. please, tell Bob, me. Bob, some us. things. Yeah. You're still alive. Give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still here, I have some questions. So, no more playing in the trash on the floor. No more. With no. the leather punch. Mm-hmm. And no more shrunken heads. And nobody ever else entered. N- no. Until later. No. And then yeah. shrunken heads were like, very small on the fucking worry yeah. scale. It's, yeah. Because Ed started getting weirder and fucking creepier and creepier and then fucking weirder. Mm-hmm. And people, like the kids, would start talking about, like, he had a fucking haunted house, how he had all these crazy things in his fucking place. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was never Ed that scared them, but it was the fucking house that, like, terrified them. Yeah, and there was the one time when he went to sell his house, and they had that younger couple. Well, he didn't want to sell his house. There was a younger couple that had just a small house and a small little bit of land, and he went to him, and he's like, hey, so I got this great big place, and you got this tiny place. House swap? And so they came to visit. Yeah, they were actually considering it because they needed more room. He's got seven bedrooms. I think they had, like, three. Mm Mm-hmm. And as they're walking around, the wife makes a fucked up decision. And later she's like, I wish that I wouldn't have ever said it. Is when she's like, hey, is that where you keep the shrunken heads? And he did his weird fucking giggle. And he's like, no, that's in the other room. (laughs) And then she tried to play it off because of how he looked at her. And she's like, well, you know, that's just been one of the jokes around town. (laughs) 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 Fucking let's get the fuck out of here. He was like, no, that's in the other room. Yes. I'd have been like, so fuck your house. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's burn it. <laughs> I'm fucking out. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm out. I went into somebody's house and I knew that they had shrunken heads. I'd be like, "So can I see it? Not leave until you show me." I, I know. See him. Like the lady fingers joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I want to see that. I want to look at it. So what no one knew is that when the sun went down, that's when Ed literally went to work. Uh-huh. Um, after combing over obituaries, because remember we talked about how he liked to peruse those things and cut them out, and how someone more important than others, he would go and actually became a grave robber and he would take what was it, like a metal rod to mm-hmm. like determine like how soft the dirt was mm-hmm. and like poke and prod, but he would lay out the corpse in the front yard and work on raising his mother from the dead from like a newly unearthed body. That's like perfect sounds coming in. I don't I like know. it. It actually like, yeah. It was raining and snowing and right as we're talking about it, you can hear it on the window. I don't know if it's going to pick up Probably on Probably not, but I, I, it kind of fucked me up a little bit. Was, I was like, I don't want it. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, and what it we find tough. out later is that he actually dug graves from 1947 until 1954. Four? 1954. Yeah, 1954. Right before Mary Hogan went went to Mason. <laughs> and she went to Mason. <laughs> she was oh, down cray. at Ed's house. Oh, oh cry. I went and picked her up in the truck. She's down at the house. Mm-hmm. Apparently he was into threesomes. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. 
So, so we have a special treat for you guys because chapter 10 will now be read by Ed himself mm -hmm. from the book Deviant mm -hmm. by Harold, Harold Shrek. Schechter. Uh, God damn it. Schechter. 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 Harold Schechter. So. Great book. Exquisite oh, book. And this is some of book. his storytelling that he did throughout the book, which was most excellent. Oh, his storytelling was amazing. Mm -hmm. I loved every bit about that book. So we will let so Eddie take it away. I have known her by sight for many years, but I've never spoken so much as a word to her. But on this balmy August night, driven by those urges that seemed to come from some place outside myself, like the proddings of an evil spirit, I have gone and fetched her to my remote, decaying farmhouse. Her name is Eleanor Adams. Her age, 51. She was the wife of Floyd Adams of Plainfield, and also the mother of two adult children, George and Barbara. Now, I'm stretched out on my soiled mattress, her features lit by the dingy glow of my oil lamp. Though she is surrounded by my souvenirs of my other conquests, she has no way of knowing what is about to happen to her. I hover over the bed, ogling my prize. There is something about Mrs. Adams that has always reminded me of Mother. But the excitement inside me as I stare down at the woman is like nothing I have ever felt for, Mother. A feeling of pleasure snakes through me as I begin to disrobe her. Mrs. Adams offers no resistance. When her waxy flesh is exposed to my view, I raise my lamp and move it slowly down the length of her body. I have heard men refer to women as dolls, and that is precisely how I perceive Mrs. Adams, as my doll. But only little girls play with dolls. <laughs> I am now standing at the foot of the bed. I move her legs apart. And with the lamp in one hand, I bend near for a better look. I jerk back abruptly, repulsed by her smell. Mrs. Adams lies about still. All of my instruments lie on a table nearby. I set the oil lamp down and I pick up one of my tools and turn back to my guests, applying myself to my work. Though this excitement is so intense and causes my hands to tremble, I proceed at a leisurely pace. There's no need to hurry. The night has just begun. Mrs. Adams will never be missed. So that was that was Eddie talking about some of his most favorite thing, and I'm assuming that most of you will be able to catch what he was doing. But for people that won't, you will eventually. All right, so now we're going to be getting into the kind of meat of everything. Yeah. The meat and tater. The meat and taters, because this is what happens. Meat. meat. This is what <laughs> happens right before... Eddie Gein gets all cotton shit. So, Back. in Plainfield, hunting is a huge fucking thing. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how they get to kill as 
many fucking deers every year as they have? Because they must they, be fucking like overrun, or yeah, they were in Missouri. I don't know if it's the same way here, but they have so many whitetail that you can get like two or more. I it's think. the same way in like Pennsylvania. Yeah, because and it's whitetail. It's not the mule deer because I don't know if they have mule deer there. If they have both, but I don't think they have muleys that far up. I'm not sure. I don't know my but shit, so I'm not even gonna try to pretend. But every year, it all the men pretty much would leave at a plane field and go and hunt. And in the first three days of all of the hunting, even with everything that goes on, they would still kill like over 30,000 fucking deer. Jesus. What do you do with all that? Eat it. That's a, eat it. That's a lot of fucking deer. That is a shit ton of meat. And that's only in the first couple of days. Yeah, but they would like, these guys weren't just trophy hunters. No, I yeah. know. They literally packed fucking freezers. I know, but still at the end of the day, 30,000 fucking deer, when one deer could pretty much feed a family for almost a year? I don't think one deer would, depending on I don't how think, big like, they are. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're not aren't that big. Smaller. Yeah, they're like Great Danes. They're not like, our, <laughs> like ours. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, ours are fucking so gigantic. They need more. To feed a whole family, they need more. They need multiple. Like two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because our fucking muleys and our whitetail out here are huge. Yeah, our... Every everything out here is bigger though. Like, look at our fucking men's. It's true. Like, it, when people, oh my god, my favorite story ever. Squirrel hunt, real quick. Um, I had somebody from back east when I was still serving tables at a local restaurant came in, and there's a huge fucking like trophy bull mm-hmm. elk above the fireplace. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the guy comes in, they sit down, and he's like, "That is the biggest fucking caribou I've ever seen." And I was like, <coughs> That's not honey, a caribou, "Honey, what are you doing here?" And he's like, "We're here to hunt elk." Okay, well, just so you know, that's not a fucking caribou. We don't live in Alaska. That's a fucking elk. That's what you're hunting. And I'm like on my cell phone calling my friends, get the fuck off the mountain. The guy's from the <laughs> east are here. They don't even know what they're fucking shooting at. Get off the mountain. Mm-hmm. They think the elk but is those, caribou. But those, like the elk out here are like thousand pounders. They're big. Yeah. They're big bastards. Yeah, so that's that's my bad. Okay, I understand yeah. 30,000 a little bit more. <laughs> you think I would, because in Oregon, they're little babies too. Yeah. Like, they're literally like Great Danes. Yeah, that's yeah. how they are in like Louisiana and shit. You see the swamp deer? Mm-hmm. They're like puppies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as we already know, Ed wasn't a hunter except for when it came to rabbits, but definitely not deer. And he always seemed a little sissy when it came to being around blood. Mm-hmm. And so well, it was funny is as all the men are out hunting animals, which he thinks are fucking like, oh, no, in the blood. Like he's really right. hunting the biggest game of all. He has his <laughs> right. own hunting season. Yeah. So maybe he's like, yes, pussies, get out of town. Do what I need to. And I need extra time because of my fucking left eye. It's all baggy and shit. <laughs> well, didn't they say that he was blind in one of his eyes? Like, yeah. Like, later he, they figured that yeah. out? Yeah. He started to go pretty much blind in that eye. Yeah. It was useless, kind of like him. Oh. Oh, sorry. I'm talking ho- shit yeah, on your you husband. you are talking ill of my man, Jesus and I don't appreciate it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Piece of shit didn't know how to do anything right. God. Back. But lately, even before hunting season started, he would always be going into Bernice Warden's store. Because she was also a hefty hoe. Mm -hmm. She was a good-looking motherfucker. She was. When they say that she was a big bitch and you see her later... I know. I'm I'm like, like, goddamn. She was was stocky. Yeah, she was just But she wasn't like an ugly woman. Well, Well, her face... She was a (laughs) butterface. Yeah. But that bitch, when she was hanging, she looked pretty damn good. She had a nice rear end for a 50-something. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I've never been jealous of a hanging person in my <laughs> life, but I was then. <laughs> but she had been uh, held in high regard in the community 
because she had also been the first woman to be honored with Citizen of the Week and have her name and face all over the front page of the local newspaper back the year before in July of 56, which, again, it's still going to be pretty rare to have a woman, one, own her own business, and right. two, be like, look at her. Look at all these cool yeah, things. Yeah, where yeah. they, like, put her on display and they praise her. Mm-hmm. And Gein, later, he talks about it, and he talks about it more when he's in the hospital, about how he didn't... He didn't really feel the same way. She was kind of a piece of shit, basically, because when she started to get with her husband, her husband was already engaged to the dentist's daughter. Right. And so he felt that she stole Mr. fucking Warden away. And after she had stolen him, excuse me, the dentist's daughter killed herself. And she she was a good girl. And so he felt that she was a vile piece of shit for that. Fucking man thief. Mm-hmm. So when a couple years later, Mr. Warden fucking dies, he's like, hey, that's it, karma. Balancing those scales Those fucking again. the long arm of karma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she's, he still didn't really love her because, again, this is another woman that owns a business much like his mom did. Another woman who was thick and a little bit fleshy. Buxom. Mm-hmm. Right age, reminded him of his mom, but was the opposite. But do you think he was jealous? Because Mm -hmm. his mom was, like, they had the store before, and she Mm -hmm. ran the store, Mm -hmm. and she was badass there, Mm -hmm. in his mind. And then he goes to this town, and there's Mrs. Warden Mm -hmm. fucking running the show. And so, do you think he's jealous? He's like, this should be my mom getting all these awards and doing all this shit. Probably. But I think there was also that sexual attraction, again, of being like, I hate it because I want to fuck it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to fiddle it downstairs a little bit. Just, just a, a little, little bit. And she owned a hardware store, which I don't remember if I had mentioned, but I will do that now. What was it like hardware, farm equipment? It was kind of and like, like a little car, bit of everything. Car maintenance and Every, what the was, yeah. You know that they local store. store? Your dollar gentral. Yeah. yeah. That local store in a small town that kind of does fucking everything for yeah, you. Yeah, the general store. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was also, for a very long time, one of the only female dealers of the international harvester products in the region. So, like, all the farm equipment and shit, which is a big fucking deal, again, for the time. And um, she had a lot of help from her son, Frank, and who, he would come and help at the store, but he was also a sheriff, correct? Yes, he was a deputy sheriff. Mm-hmm. And he was a fire marshal and the village constable, which just sounds fucking old as shit. Dude, that's be like one. being a Mountie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mount me? Mm-hmm. Not right away, but after a couple of beers. <laughs> that's a nice Mount me hat. Mount me. Mount me. <laughs> so the warden name was kind of like a name that had been a staple within the community for a long period of time, which again, if you have, if you live in a small town, there's always that like, there's those couple of big names. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, we have them around here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so naturally, because of everything, this is why Ed was kind of fancying her and he would come in all the time and sometimes he would even be brave enough to be like, you want to go dance? And <laughs> you want to go check out the new roller rink? You want to go to the movies and uh, because he was shy and awkward he kind of did it as like a half joke but I mean if you were to say yes I'm going to jump all over it right and of course she was like you're the village idiot but I'm going to be nice because you spend money in my store right but you're a fucking weirdo so no and so no. You're, it seems a little rapey so I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling this is a bit of a rapey vibe this sounds a lot like Chicago Ripper mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the night before the hunting season started he goes into the place because he's going to go and ask for a 
uh, like quote for antifreeze. Right, right, right. And as he's doing that, he's hunting up next to Frank and being like, "Are you gonna go hunting?" And of course, it was opening fucking day, like yeah. the very next day, an opening season mm-hmm. is like a big fucking deal. Yeah. So Frank was like, um, "Yeah," and he's like, "So are you gonna be gone all day?" And Frank was like, "Yeah, yeah. duh." Which, looking back on it afterwards, now, they were like, "Oh fuck!" Like he was casing it, basically. Yeah, yeah. he was like, he was filling out his prospect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on November 16th, 1957, when all the men left for town um, to go hunting, Ed was also hunting, but like I said, bigger game. Way bigger game. One that talks back. So after breakfast, he loaded up a fuel can and he grabbed a large glass jug and he got into his old piece of shit, 1949 Ford sedan sedan that was maroon in color. Maroon. Maroon in color. <laughs> and he headed to town just after 8 a.m. And <laughs> sorry. You like to make a sexy time in my maroon. In my maroon colored tire. Would you like? Would you like? We make a bang bang. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. All right. Sorry. Uh, that's like, no, no, you do that thing where you've got like, you got the Forest Whitaker eye and you roll one back. <laughs> Trying to channel my Ed Gein right I gotta now. fucking get a picture of that one day. Oh. So the first stop would be at a gas station base or at a standard station to feel. Fill the fuel can. Jesus Christ. I will get, I will mouth bang it out and then I promise. <laughs> ejaculate that out. God damn it. With kerosene. Can stroke you? I can ejaculate it. I like might. Like throat really hard. I might need it so I can I make good, it come out. Give yeah. hand jobs just so you know. Sometimes you need a little help from a friend. Saying. So if you could jerk off my neck like a turkey gizzard, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> not too high, not too soft. Right? Just the right amount of firm, steady pressure. And I'll get medium there. pace. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So, oh, Jesus. After he filled up the kerosene, he decided to stop by the warden shop. And he brought in his glass jug to fill it up with antifreeze, which also cost a dollar. He gave her the money. She gave him the receipt. And he left. But then he comes back. Like a couple minutes later, didn't yeah. He? Like, mm-hmm. he, like, like almost he like he like left. He, he put it in the car and like turned around and came right back. So he comes back to talk about guns. Now maybe he was originally planning on coming in to kill her. Got scared. Left. When he left, he came. He talked himself back up. You and he came to get back. back in there. Mm-hmm. Get back in the fucking game. So he's like on his way to his truck and fucking the voice of Augusta. You fucking loser. <laughs> you you suck. I don't. I got very Canadian. We suck at accents, but it's amazing. We do. I know. It's fine. Part of our charm. (laughs) Like like we said, we will fuck up every accent in every state, in every country, just one episode at a time. (laughs) Just give us time. If you want us to butcher another one, drop us an email, tell us what you want to hear. I'm sure we will do justice in proper fucking it up. (laughs) Oh, I will. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Fucking tea it. Oh, when he came back, he wanted to talk about trading rifles. His Marlin rifle only shot 22 shorts, and he was thinking he needed one that could fire all three 22 bullets. So long shorts. A long rifle? Mm-hmm. It just so happened she had a Marlin that could do that, and he asked if he could see it. Naturally, she hands him the gun, which was also one of her favorites, so he could look it over. Today would be dead in town anyway, so making some cash isn't all that bad. Mm-hmm. It was like what she was yeah. thinking, like, all right, weirdo. If you want to buy a gun. Buy a gun, because nobody else is buying shit. Nobody's going to be in town doing shit anyway. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Then she walked to the window. Yeah, because the son-in-law had the car, uh, like, across the street. Right, like really, a brand new car. Yeah, and she didn't really care for her son-in-law, so it was uh, kind of more of, like, look at his new fucking car. This I bitch. really just don't even like Chevrolets. I don't even like them. I don't even <laughs> like them. <laughs> <laughs> And that little bath. And as she's going off, probably talking all this shit, Ed is like, Why are you alive, you dirty bitch? You yeah. dirty whore, I want to fuck it! Listen, <laughs> charlatan! <laughs> mm-hmm. This is when Eddie mm-hmm. pulls a bullet out from his pocket, loads it up into the Marlin, and fires it at her. Mm-hmm. Hitting her in the back of the head. Now, this would have to be sometime between 8.45 a.m. and 9.30, p- and 9.30 a.m. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Because Bernard Mushinki. Mm-hmm. I have no idea here. Mushinki? Mushinki. Mushinki. Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> who was working at the Phillips 66 station across the street said he saw the warden's hardwood truck pull out of the garage in the rear, in the rear end of the building, mm-hmm. and head east. He couldn't tell who was driving, but he knew it was the guy, which was nothing too unusual since she would hire out different help to go haul shit around for mm-hmm. her. Right. So he's like, ah, well, no big deal. Yeah. It's just one of her hired hands. Right? Yeah. Later that day, she had a locked door. Again, opening day of hunting season. Mm-hmm. This is not unusual because there's such so little going on. Right. And people are like, she probably just shut down early Yeah, because it's so- opening day. She's going to go home early. It's going to be quiet. Nobody's going to but- need anything from her today since there's no men working. Right. But there's one thing that like brought their attention to it. She mm-hmm. left the lights on. She left the fucking lights on. Who leaves the fucking lights on? It's my fucking children in every goddamn room. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say the bathroom <laughs> in my house. Oh my god. I'm like if I go back by there one more fucking time and the lights are on. I'm taking the light bulbs out. They don't give a fuck. Every mm-hmm. morning my kids leave for school and they without question will leave on like at least two lights. Yeah. Like, what think, the fuck, guys? I think that's just. No but if fun. I'm in my room and I want the light on, they'll turn it off. I'm like, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Throw me a goddamn <laughs> ball. Yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. However, we know what happens. Oh, we we so, fucking know. We fucking know. <laughs> okay. Ed, we know what you did. Okay, oh, we know what you did. <laughs> Ed shot Bernice in the back of the head, killing her almost instant instantly. Instantly. Then he dragged her big ass body to the back of the shop, loaded her up in the back of her and uh, the like back her of own her truck. truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And returned inside to sort of clean up the mess a little half ashy. Yeah, ashy. Ashy. Whoa. He fucking man cleaned it. Yeah, yeah. Which we have, there's pictures of it that mm-hmm. I will take and I will post. Mm-hmm. Because you can tell, like, there's still a fuck ton of blood. And then there's, like, one half-ass, like, swipe. Yeah. <laughs> they, they make it look fucking clean from afar. It's man yeah. cleaning. Uh-huh. Yeah. He left behind a bloody handprint, mm-hmm. smear marks, and he took the cash register. Mm-hmm. Then took the hardware truck and left. Yeah, and what he did, this is the part that I had crossed out up here, is what he did is he took her in the truck, drove out to um, Pine Grove. Yeah. And he had parked, he had left the truck there with Bernice still in it, walked back to Plainfield, got in his car, went back to that location, loaded her up in his car, and then drove home. So he did some, like, back work and, and shit. And if that wasn't premeditated, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, you can go crazy It was a lot of fucking snap. walking, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What seven, else like does he have 
else? to do though? What else? And you, you just left one the body. fucking way. Yeah, and you just it's left like the body. Fourteen fucking miles round trip with a heffalump in the back of a hardware truck with a fucking bullet wound in the back of her head that came out her left fucking eye. It didn't come out. Well, the orbital piece was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was fucked up, but it never actually fully. Yeah, maybe it just glend her eye. Mm-hmm. But Ooh. yeah, to leave a to corpse, just just, just a fucking you know a, a, a homicide in the back of a fucking stolen vehicle. Let's hope it nobody sees like it for fourteen November. fucking miles. There was no how, how, It's gonna stay fine. Yeah, unless Come one on. of the hunters walk by and is like, "What oh, is Bernice's truck? What's going in?" Oi. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, but how long would it take you to walk fourteen miles? Because it takes me like I've hiked three days, probably. I've hiked fourteen <laughs> miles. It's seven miles in, seven miles out from the guillotine. Mm-hmm. Down south. I think he only walked yeah, seven, Yeah, he only though. did one way. Because he only did one way. He walked oh, from and then he there, drove and back. then he drove yeah. back. All right. But so still, probably a few hours. Maybe he fucking ran it. Fucking lanky bastard. It wouldn't take that long, because how far is a 5K? Er, yeah, 5K is two miles. It takes my fat ass, like, 45 minutes. Not two miles. Five miles? Good God. Ten miles? No. A 5K? A 5K two and a half. Three. Yeah, it's two and, two and, and a half. K. I'm like, fuck, I'm fucking this up Anyways. all over the place. So Moving yeah. forward. It's some things. Some things that it doesn't it takes fucking some matter, time. and we just obviously it up. we don't run. So clearly, <laughs> dude, I run if shit's on fire. I'm being chased, or there's fucking food. Yeah, I don't for any of those. Okay, he ditched the truck. Yeah, we already yep. went over that. Loaded her up in the back of the Ford and sped home. Elmo. Yeah, remember, remember old Elmo. Elmo. Uh, he said he said he saw Ed flying home that day, which is mm. driving really fast. Yes. Fly- yeah. Oh, he was flying down that lane. <laughs> he was uh, flying down the road. Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, yes, he, he was flying. Yes, he was. Yes, thank you. Elmo had shot a deer on Ed's property, and he knew how Ed felt about the deer being shot on his land without permission. So Elmo had full intentions on stopping to say sorry, but Ed just waved and rushed home. Mm-hmm. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah, Ed was like, peace. Yeah, I got fucking lampshades and leggings to make. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I and I only have a certain amount of time to do this, so fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I got a fresh pussy I need to salt. Oh, yes. my God. There's only so much sun I can do right now, and I, I can't deal with your... Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take your deer and go. <laughs> so Elmo thought it was weird because usually Ed drove really fucking slow. Yeah, like he's like, like a you snail's... can almost you can almost run faster. Yeah. Than he would yeah. ever drive. Yeah, like a snail's pace. Mm-hmm. Like my dad. Mm-hmm. So he's like, mm. that, that Ed's a little bit of an old boy. Whenever I'll come back later and talk to him. You got very Irish. I yeah, know. You did. That's where I always go with it too. I know. Like, I'm just going. Oh, maybe maybe Elmo came from Ireland. Okay, we're he gonna probably pretend. did. Gonna I'm pretend. sure he we're did. Pretend. Well, Giltz was eating at Elmo, so he decided to stop by Ed's home around three, mm-hmm. where he found Ed changing tires on his truck. He was taking off snow tires and putting on the regular tires, which was weird. Why would you do that in the middle, like, or the beginning of winter? It would be, like, right now if, if somebody like, was doing it because yeah. there was snow already on the ground. Yeah. yeah. So, like, why would you be taking off your snow treads? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what he, that's what he thought. But he's like, well, it's fucking it's Ed. Ed. Maybe he's bored. Maybe he's just going to take him off and, and put it back on. And change him later. Like, who, who knows? fucking knows? Don't <laughs> ask him. That's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, they bullshitted for a little bit. Um, Ed didn't care about the deer that was taken on his land. And Elmo left. A little later, the teen's brother and sister, Bob and Darlene, stopped by. Darlene. Yep. I thought Darlene. it was Darla. Close. You, close. you, you had I, it. I, I you were, it was right fucking there. halfway there. So close. So close. The hill people. The hill people. Not, no. not like us. <laughs> How we are. I am not people. fucking hill people. If anything, we're oh. mountain people. Does he does he not know what a fucking mountain looks like? Because what other people claim mountains were like, oh, that's a little baby rolling hill. Like, yeah, that's a, you're I like know. we, we and they're fucking, like, look at that fucking mountain. <laughs> like, motherfucker, if you can if you can reach the top of that son of a bitch in a regular SUV, that's not a fucking mountain. No. That's a hill. We slide down those in the winter. <laughs> yeah, we're not hill people. We're mountain people. Mountain a fucking folk. difference. I I am not a fucking hillbilly. I'm a redneck. There's a goddamn difference. There is a difference. I'll go. With I'm not. Not missing enough fucking teeth yet. I'm getting there. Working on it. Yeah. (laughs) Trying. We're trying real hard. Oh, my God. I was flossing my teeth on my way back from Colorado Mm, mm -hmm. and broke a fucking chunk out of my tooth the size of my pinky nail. Mm -hmm. Did the tooth fairy come? No, I took it and gave it to Spencer and he was like, Should he give you a five? Are you okay? Cry. He was like, Baby, are you okay? And I was like, Why are you petting me? He's being nice. I know. I'm good, though. Mm-hmm. You keep petting me. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways. Anyway, Ed came rushing out of the house and had blood all over him. The teens paid no real attention mm-hmm. and told him that their car had broke down and they were wondering if he could help. Bob has been Dean's Ed's friend? friend for God knows how long. And so, yes. and since there was already over three inches of snow on the ground... Ed put aside his tasks to help. He's like, oh, I got to get these kids back on the road. It's he's, getting cold. He's like, I'm just going to go clean up first and I'll oh, come yeah. back. I've been dressing out a deer. I'll come I'll come help you in a minute. And they're like, oh, okay, no big deal. Because hey, the fucking people fucking who know him best. Dude, I, I, yeah. Bob knew. Little Bobby Hill. Mm-hmm. He had to know that he didn't. Bobby Hill. Bobby mm-hmm. Hill. Knew that he didn't like fucking blood. Knew that he didn't like to field dress shit. So when Ed's just like, oh, yeah. I'm fucking field dressing a deer. Don't mind me. I'll come help you in a minute. He's like, okay. Mm-hmm. He was maybe like, well, like maybe maybe strike he is weird. He was a kid. He's probably like, yeah. maybe he decided to go hunting. I don't know. All I know is that my car is fucking broke down. Later, he was probably go, like, right? oh my god, mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck, right? Yes. So after he was done. after he was done helping the hill kids get the new battery in and whatnot, it was getting late. So Irene invited him over for dinner, as she always did. Always mm-hmm. nothing new because he ate there a lot. So mm-hmm. he inhaled his pork chops, his boiled potatoes, his mac and cheese, his pickles, his coffee, and his cookies. That sounds fucking awesome. I'll take some. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, with all of All it. of that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. While all the battery changing and eating is happening at the Hills house, Frank returns to town around 5 p.m. He goes to ask the guy that saw the truck leave about the about the butt contest that they held every year. Yeah, to find who had the biggest great day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please. Look at my spike. <laughs> Look at it. It has two points. I'm so excited. <laughs> holding up two little twigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he tells him about the shop closing early. Yeah, which Frank was like, that's weird. Like, I know that my mom planned on having it open. Yeah. Right. So why would, why, why would it be closed? And where the fuck is the truck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he goes into the shop to see why. And yeah. he saw her why. Well, he goes to the shop first and he sees that it's all locked. And the key yeah. that he has is at his house. So he had to run to his house, go get the key, came back. And then when he unlocked the door, he was like... Oh, oh shit. He Fuck. slipped in the blood. 
No, I don't. I he no, really he didn't. didn't. But I, that was that would have been a good addition if he would have walked in, slipped on it, and fell on his back. Mm-hmm. If we're making movies, that's what would have happened. Exactly. So Frank comes back from the opening day of Deer Hunt, mm-hmm. and if you don't remember, Frank is Mrs. Warden's son, son. and he is the one that Geeny Weenie mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, hey. are you are you going on the deer hunt? <laughs> are, you, are you going to be going all day?" So he shows up and he calls Sheriff Art Sheely, mm-hmm. and Sheely calls Deputy uh, the Deputy Chief Arnie Fritz. Mm-hmm. Arnie Fritz. Arnie. Fritz. Arnie Fritz. And they both show up to the shop. Now, immediately, everybody knows something bad has happened, and Frank is the first person to be like, it was Ed Gein. Mm -hmm. He's been hanging around the shop. He's been kind of a nuisance. He's Mm -hmm. been here every day. And didn't he see the receipt? That's what Right. He like, Yeah. He picked up, well, because the receipt for the antifreeze was left on the floor. Mm -hmm. So, they talk about his recent behavior, how he's been hanging out and everything else, and then they find that receipt. So, he was like, the only one that happened by that day. Yeah, he was the only receipt for the whole day in that shop. So, they know that they need to find little Eddie, Mm -hmm. and they call in for help. By 7pm, there's a ton of people at the hardware store. They've got crime lab investigators, traffic officers, former sheriffs, Police, I mean, like, as far away as, like, what, Madison? Mm-hmm. They had and everybody. Yeah, like, they fucking the, circle the wagons, ma. Something's <laughs> strange. Something's happened. Something's wrong. Um, so they've got all these people. And so while the town is freaking out and it's flooding with police, Gain is at home just, like, chilling by the fucking fire. Eating some cookies. Mr. Gain's watching some I Love Lucy, I think, is what they said. Yeah. That is, yeah. On TV. And he's, you know, he's just fucking hanging out, having himself a cup of coffee. No big deal. No big deal. It's big fucking deal, Gein. <laughs> it is deal. a big deal. <laughs> it doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. So, and I believe he was still like at the um, the Hills residence, yeah. like mm-hmm. while this was all going down. Mm-hmm. Because as Eddie is playing with one of their kids, Irene's son-in-law, Jim Roman, rushes through the door and he's like, "Listen, ho- holy shit! Alarm! 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 Fucking what's her name? Bernice is missing. Is fucking missing in the fucking shop. There's blood and the cash register's gone and uh, holy shit! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. So they a- after he gets done like telling all of this about Mrs. Warden mm-hmm. about the blood about it's an obvious homicide all this shit. Mm. Little Eddie Gein looks up and was like, well, it must have been somebody pretty cold-blooded. Mm-hmm. Just, like, Just all fucking nonchalant, all willy-fucking-nilly. With his little sly-fucking grin. This is why... Yeah. Never mind. And this is when, <laughs> like, this is when Irene makes kind of a... Like a chilling discovery. Yeah. About like a tingle went down her spine. Yeah, like, her fucking oh spidey oh, senses fuck. went off. And when Mary went missing, he was over for dinner that night too. Mm-hmm. And when she asked about it, he just smiled and shrugged his shoulders and they kind of like And that, that was it. Like talked over it like, Oh, you know, I love your kids. Yeah. Well she had said something um like, Why is it that when anybody goes missing you're, you're always, always around? Here. Yeah. And he's like, huh, huh. and then Bob was super excited. He's like Let's go to town. We gotta fucking see it. And, Ed, right. and Ed's like, okay, let's go. All right. Get your boots. So 
he agrees. Like, mm-hmm. and agrees. He's like, get, or get your shoes. <laughs> and they fucking hop in his <clears throat> old 49 sedan. Yeah, and it's still parked out back. Um, and Irene had to leave because, um, fuck, I already forgot his name. Husband. Bob. Nope. No, no Lester. 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 Chester Molester. Yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Chester the, the Molester. Molester Hill. So Lester was working at their shop, which they had their house, and then you, like, walked across the yard, and then they had their little, like, shop that they worked at. And so Irene would come home, feed the kids herself, and then she would go and let Lester come home and eat. So as she goes in and she's at the other, or she's at the shop, uh, the police come in, and they're like, hey, uh... Where is he? Where do you know where it is? Right. Yeah. Well, after so after they go to leave, mm-hmm. Irene heads to the store across the street, like mm-hmm. you were saying. Right. So that she could tell Lester to come home and eat. So she's over there, and just a moment later, two of the policemen, right, mm-hmm. show yeah. up, and what they're were like, their names again? Um, there was Dan Chase and Deputy Arden Polk. Arden Polk. <laughs> Spees. 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 I guess. BP. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> so they they show up and they start asking about where Eddie is. And mm-hmm. they, they want to, like, look around the house. They want to poke about the property. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, he's a fucking suspect. Mm-hmm. So, suspect as fuck. <laughs> so now, if memory serves, mm-hmm. Ed and Bobby made it into town, didn't mm-hmm. they? No, they were mm-hmm. still out back. They were oh, that's the right. When the, yeah, when the, yeah. the co- okay, now I remember, mm-hmm. where the cops come around back and they're like, you're a fucking sp- suspect, a, a, a suspect, and you're coming with us. And he was like, yeah, right. All right. Okay. And he want. went, like, he went without any fight. He was like, well, show the geez up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you yes. got me. You got me. Mm-hmm. So he, they ask him to kind of tell the story of what happened that day, and then they ask him to repeat it. And when he does, it they're doesn't. The same. Yeah, it doesn't add up. So there's some details that are off, and that's when they're like, "Okay, Eddie, something's not, something's not right." Yeah. So, a direct conversation between Chase and Ed. Ed says, someone framed me. And Deputy Chase says, framed you for what? Ed says, well, Mrs. Warden. So, the deputy leans in Mm -hmm. and says, what about her? And Eddie says, well, she's dead, ain't she? Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. You done fucked up, Ed. Yeah, you done fucked up. And she says, dead, Mm -hmm. you know. And how do you know she's dead? Well, I heard it. Uh-huh. I, I heard them talking about it. So the deputy's like, heard who? And that's when Ed's just like... Like, oh, shit. I opened my mouth. Yes, I did. Because I think he knew. Yeah, I think he knew at that point. He's like, oh, oh shit. I said that she was dead. It was like a fucking moment from Harry Potter. Hagrid, I shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. Yes, exactly. So they take him in for being a suspect. And it's basically, to begin with, it's for the theft of the register. Right. Because the register was missing when Frank came back. Mm-hmm. We have Dan Chase and Arden Spees to thank for capturing Gein. Mm-hmm. Now, no no one had any idea what all they would find. A missing cash register was literally, like, the least of their fucking worries. By the That's end of it, no they're shit. like, we don't really give any fucks about this cash no, register. No, no. Was there a cash register? No. Uh, no, nobody and everybody cares. was like, that fucking $27 that was in there, nobody gives a fuck. Because what <laughs> they're about to find <laughs> is going to rock Plainfield like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So... 
Arthur Shuley, who is the sheriff, mm-hmm. and Captain Shop. Ooh, yeah, wow. Hold on, Shoops. Captain Shopster. Shopster. Shoberster. 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 It's some Wisconsin fucking shit. Wisconsin. Can we call him Captain Shope? Yeah, Shope. Captain Shope. Captain Shope. Because that's a fucking doozy. That, that's a fucking mouthful, <laughs> dude. That's that's what it sounds like when I answer my kids and I've got a mouthful of bagels. <laughs> <laughs> so they were the first people to ri- arrive at Ed Gein's house. Mm-hmm. And even the condition of the house on the outside gave off that, like, leery fucking something ain't right kind of a feeling. Creepy vibe. Yeah. That, like, haunted house thing the that all the kids The bad juju. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they walked around. They were, like, checking doors. And they were all locked except for one. And that was the one that was in the fucking summer kitchen. Dun, dun, dun. And it was the only one that was closed by, like, one of those shitty little latch, mm-hmm. like, hooks. So Captain Shope puts his shoulder into it, gives it a good fucking shove, and they They're in. break into fucking horror. House of horrors. House of horrors. House of a thousand corpses. Fucking for real. <laughs> Legit. So, <laughs> fucking for, for real. real. So they take out their flashlights and they begin to like sweep the floor and they're moving slowly through things. They see rotten cartons, um, which I'm assuming are like the milk cartons mm-hmm. and shit that he just like discarded wherever. There's like rusty farm tools and there's just like miscellaneous shit, probably cans of fucking empty pork and beans. Probably. God only knows. <laughs> so they're working their way through and Shope tries to open a door and Sheely steps back as they're like still looking and they see something that fucked them both over like neither one of them were prepared for this mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. because isn't that where the something brushes up against Shope I think no Sheely and he's he's a young sheriff he's like 32 yeah young man younger than me mm-hmm. so yeah that brushes up against him and he's like oh the Whoa. fuck Wait, yeah so he <laughs> like he fucking gives it a spin he's got his flash of my light mm-hmm. and he fucking spins around and what he sees is a body hanging upside down by its feet and it's mm-hmm. been dressed out like a deer mm-hmm. and so he sees this and he's like oh fuck and the eject button like immediate dude and he starts like he has to escape outside because he starts fucking vomiting with the quickness yeah so he bails outside mm-hmm. and starts violently vomiting mm-hmm. by, by what he's fucking seen mm-hmm. so Sheely mutters something to Captain Shope something like there she is mm-hmm. and Shope turns sees it and he also starts losing his fucking dinner as well mm-hmm. so what they find is the suspended body Body of Bernice Warden that has been gutted from top bottom to top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she ain't got no head. No, nope. Yeah. The head has been removed. Her crotch area, like her pubic region all the way through the anus mm-hmm. has been cut out and removed and all of her innards have also been removed. Removed. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't laugh. It's there okay. in the summer kitchen is a fucking body yeah. hanging to cure. Mm-hmm. Just you know, fucking open in season, boys. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. You think it's you nice would put the best latch on that summer kitchen latch? Right, where you're fucking, if you're going to be stringing up dead bodies, wouldn't you have something a little bit more secure? But nobody comes over, so he's like, well, and nobody ever comes in the house. So they call it in that they found the body and they go back to a shed and this is where they found all the other fun stuff. Where she had been decapitated mm-hmm. and completely gutted. All, all just, the stuff. Just totally dressed out. Mm-hmm. And we have we have pictures of it and I'm not sure if we can put that on 
on like our A cast thing? Probably not smitch. Not smitch. But we, we could would put it on our other shit. Yeah. Well, it's like the photos. We would have to like really edit those to like. Well, all yeah. the important things are already taken out of it. <laughs> it's just a gaping hole. It yeah, really it's is. Still, it's still weird. So yeah. the way that she's actually suspended is she has oh. this rod that's been like cut through and shoved through her Achilles tendon. So she's got this like wooden crossbar that's mm-hmm. been sharpened to a point, almost like he was hunting fucking vampires. Yeah, like and on s- each end. Like staked it through her fucking Achilles like you tendon. Would with a shish kebab. <laughs> oh God, Ooh. please don't. I really Sorry. enjoy kebabs. Sorry. And they've been shoved through on each point, and Mm -hmm. then those slits were used to hold her up. Mm -hmm. Now, one of her feet had actually had a cord wrapped around it to, like, make it stay on the crossbar. Mm -hmm. And this... This mm-hmm. way, her arms were, like, out of the way, and she could be completely exsanguined. Mm-hmm. Drained of blood because the word exsang- exsanguate. Oh, my God. I can't fucking uh-huh. say it. I'm not helping. Because <laughs> I'll fuck it up, too, because you've okay, already fucked it up. So yeah. I'm, like, exsanguated. I don't even think that was right. No. Jesus Christ. But, yeah, her arms, are, her arms were held, like, down by her side, but she's upside down. And then right. those were, were tied to the crossbars. Right. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her arms are stiff by her sides, that way held the by blood. the cord. So everything's now pouring out from where a head should be mm-hmm. and is not. Mm-hmm. And her body was actually clean, too. Yeah, like, like it had been washed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like fucking deer, man. Uh-huh. 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 So now more officers are starting to show up and it pretty much leaves everybody silent. Like they walk in and they're like, Oh, God. God. And they don't really have much. Like, what else do you no, really say nothing. at that point? I would be so scared to oh, be like, well, let's go see what's on the inside. What kind Dude, of if I walked in, have? If I walked into a summer kitchen and saw a body, I'd immediately pick up a stick and start poking it. <laughs> like, just like mm-hmm. that asshole where you're like, could you not poke the dead body with a stick? Sorry. 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 But I don't think I'd want to go any further. Mm-hmm. No, and for a lot no. of people, a lot of the cops that were there were also local people. And so they knew her. So that's... Yeah. And here's her fucking so naked body, body. Yeah. With its genitalia cut out. I mean, the breasts are still exposed and there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of cops were smart in the way that they didn't believe that this could have been his first kill. Like, no. To already be like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely not number one. No. Um... <laughs> But even with everything, people were not prepared in any sort of way to go into the house to see what, what else? else they were going to find. Right. And so, Jock, or Captain Shoperstorister, Shope, uh-huh. <laughs> Captain Shope, he led the men into the home where nobody else besides Gein had entered in a fucking forever, basically. And the house kind of showed what was going on in his mind. It was a fucking mess. It was just a complete shit show. There was trash everywhere, which, as we already have talked about numerous times, completely opposite of how Augusta wanted her house. Oh, Augusta would lose her fucking mind over this. She'd have a gust fit. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine the amount of beating that would have happened? Could you? Could Could you you imagine? imagine? Nope, sure cannot. (laughs) 
Because there's mouse shit scattered all over the place, naturally, if he's letting that happen. Right. And, of course, you're going to attract it with all the fucking garbage you just throw all your on fucking the ground. Nasty. Milk cartons and shit. Sour milk cartons and... Jesus. Uh. Tin cans and rags and food scraps, because whatever he didn't eat, he just threw on the floor. There's newspaper, magazines, and it just pretty much looked like you took everything out of a garbage can and just threw it on threw the floor. Threw it on the floor. Mm-hmm. And that was just the beginning. So they walk in and they're like, oh my god, this house is filthy. If only that's all they had to deal with was like right? a typical yeah. like hoardery type house. That, oh, that would have made their day. Mm-hmm. And that's where they found the old coffee can with the gum, which we already mm-hmm. discussed to be out. Fucking Maxwell coffee full of fucking Wrigley's. Wrigley's. Ugh. That's At least probably he had a double fucking fresh breath. That's, I was gonna say that probably doubled as an air freshener in there for a minute because it's always smelling like you know. That's probably gum. the only way he kind of brushed his teeth. Oh God. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. especially if he started let like let himself go. He just mm-hmm. tainted my boyfriend thoughts. Dude, he was nasty. <laughs> he had dentures on display, and he had all those weird walls put up that they couldn't understand because they know that this house is obviously bigger than what it was. Right, and he's got all these weird like airbnb fucking walls that he's put up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so one of the officers that was in the house noticed this odd shaped soup bowl on the kitchen table one of dean's prize fucking handmade soup bowls and when he picked it up he saw that it was a human skull that had been sawed in half or like like the top of it so suddenly they're like oh fuck now let's really (laughs) look in this room and when they really look in this room, Jesus. they find all like, the things. shit. Yeah, shit goes south with fucking the wickedness. All, yeah, because uh-huh. they find a bunch more skull caps. Like he had his own fucking diningware set. His <laughs> <laughs> fucking fine china. Yeah, and they find two complete skulls that were being used as decoration, and they were put on his bedposts I above mean, his bed. That's cool if it's not a real fucking skull. I was gonna yeah. say, do you know I how many skulls totally are all over that. my yeah. fucking house? Oh yeah, me too. I have them in my house plants. Like there's. If you walk into my kitchen, sitting in the fucking window mm-hmm. is a vase, a blown glass vase that I made myself, mm-hmm. and then some like old like flower vase things mm-hmm. that I got from my mother-in-law and two skulls. Yeah, yeah. but so, they're fucking phony. Yeah, they're they're not yeah. real humans. They're not they're not real yeah. shrunken skulls. Exactly. Yeah. So Captain Shope uh, is then looking at this weird-looking chair, and that's when he notices that it's been completely replaced by human skin, and the underside was all lumpy and gross because. That's what he did to like he stuffed like the fat in there like as a cushion. That's why he liked the big girls. He wanted a soft chair. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I want you to say that again. A cushion. A cushion. <laughs> a cushion. <laughs> I'm shoveling the fat for the cushion. A fat cushion. I don't like it. It's very gross. It's very nasty. <laughs> So, <laughs> it was a cushion made of fat. Did he keep it cold in his house? Yes. So that, that fat didn't, like... Mm-hmm. He, well, the house had no no heat and no electricity except for that little kitchen stove. Was yeah, the that way that he heated his house. Yeah. yeah, other than that, it was cold. And he also had to keep it cold to help preserve all the skin. Of course. All the skins. All the skins. All the skins. We oil it and we keep shit cold. <laughs> and relax it. But after they the find this one mess. fucked up chair, they look around and he had a set of four. He had, like, a full fucking set. So, I mean, I guess he's he's really outdoing himself there. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. And we should create a commercial for Ed's, like, Gaines Furniture Store. <laughs> Gaines Furniture. Yes. You could put part of your cousin on there if you want. Have oh have God. a love seat with, like, a vagina in one part oh of it. Oh, my God. Or, like, um, on the, on the like, armrest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so you can play with it while you sit. Have fun. Have All fun right. in your love seat. You're never lonely again. <laughs> <laughs> so, they keep put looking. Put your finger in our hole. Oh, no. You know when you want something certain, but you just can't? Can't quite put your finger on it. <laughs> Come on down to Gaines Furniture. We'll help you finger it out. <laughs> we got lampshades. We have garbage cans. We have bracelets. We have a tom-tom made of human skin. So you We've got a drum. Handcrafted soup bowls. Yeah, we got a sheath for a hunting knife. We got a and nipple belt. I was going to say, and one-of-a-kind belts. And we have these awesome uh, shades equipped with limit, lemons lips. Lemons lips. 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 Lemons, Lemons whips. whips. <laughs> Women's lips. Jesus. <laughs> Four human chairs, three vulvas, two pairs of lips. And a sheath and a, of a hunting knife. <laughs> <laughs> and the sheath of a hunting knife. Oh, God. Oh, man. All right. So they immediately were like, oh, fuck. We got to shut this down for a second. We need to bring in like all the, the things the big we dogs. need. We need big lights in here. We need a fucking generator. We going to be digging for a minute. Put your gloves on, boys. Mm-hmm. So they bring in all the floodlights and the generator. And already, by this point, rumors are fucking circling town. But that always happens in a small town. And so the people start showing up. And news people start showing up. And they're asking what's happening. And they're being fucking nosy, of course. And, uh, like fucking TMZ. <laughs> Sheely, especially, he had no care for fucking reporters all the way through. Like, he fucking hated them. But he would decline to talk about anything except for that they had found Bernice Warden's body and everything else is just too horrible to talk about right now. And that's all he would give them. Like, shut the fuck up for a yeah. minute. So, crime lab specialist Alan uh, Moss. Wilmowski. Wilmowski. would actually be the man that picks up the old shoebox. And in the shoebox, he opened it up, and it was the house of the nine vulvas. <laughs> All nine of them. Nine. That have been dried and shriveled up. One was silver, painted silver, and it was even donned with a fancy red ribbon. Wait, is that how you keep your pussies? All the time. I love I to put ribbons on it. <laughs> Ribbon on each lip. Why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> there was actually a couple of fresh ones at the top. One of them had been like the whole, you got the mons pusher part. You yeah, got the no, whole it was the vagina. Fucking, it was the shark bite of uh-huh. genitalia because he had like anus, pussy, mons, like uh-huh. all of it. And when he looked closer, he noticed that it had been salted. So as we've said, salted pussy a thousand times. Now you know why. <laughs> and they would later find out that that was actually Bernice Warden's setup. Lady bits. <laughs> and I swear how they described it in the other book that um, I had read that's all the actual writings from the confession yeah. and the actual copies of the autopsy reports. How they were like, oh, well, we knew it was hers because when you put it in, it, it yeah, matches. Like, they, it's they, like they, a puzzle piece. Yeah, they played fucking Jenga with her pussy. Yeah. And like just were, like, they set it in there and they were like, like, yep, fits. This one's fresh. <laughs> oh, oh, this one belongs to her. I found it. Oh, shit. It's quick. One work down, already. eight to go. <laughs> one down. 
<laughs> Which is so weird. That's like the oddest way to fucking... But you know what's funny is in one uh, of the books that I read, mm-hmm. they describe it and they called it a hairy piece. Oh my god. <laughs> you found the hairy piece. Yeah. Like, and on the top, when they were like trying to match up pieces, they were like, so they took her hairy piece. And I was like, Jesus Christ, can we not call it that? Oh. Call it a pussy. A hairy know, piece is almost more piece. offensive to me. That is very offensive. And it just changed my whole pussy box. Because I forgot that people back then didn't shave their Yeah, they weren't, they weren't. So uh, no, my thoughts just... Uh, they're, they their version of, of hygiene is quite a bit different from what we do. Their bushes were immaculate. So her hairy oh, piece... Uh, you could probably do those head trimmings of like the fancy I wonder if you brushed and shit with cubes back then. <laughs> I guarantee Like it. sat and like brushed out the fucking fur on either side of oh, the I'm sure. vulva. Round brushing it. Until he rubs it on his face. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Nice and fluffy there. Let me rub my your beard on mine. Oh my god. Let's <laughs> rub beards. Mustache kisses. <laughs> it's like an Eskimo kiss. See, and if this were in the 80s, I could see him holding that and like brushing it and being like, Woo, please don't go. And he's like blowing wind through the pubic hairs. Oh god. <laughs> no. Sorry. So no you- <laughs> That was great. I don't don't apologize. <laughs> So then they also found the box of noses, and they had also found a Quaker Oats container that had scraps of what he didn't use or what he was going to use of, like, human head pieces. This is when they also realized that not only were these pieces very odd, but they were clothing. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not just whatever. He meant to wear these things. And so, like, oh, my God, this man fucking wore these things? (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't just, like, if it wasn't bad enough, they started to realize, like, holy shit, he's fashioning clothing Mm -hmm. from these things. Yeah, and then he found, like, his fucking armor of womenry. (laughs) (laughs) Where they found... Armor on now. Yeah, that's where he found leggings. So, I mean, Ed really was a trendsetter. He just paved the way for leggings for us. Except for he wore them out of actual legs. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, man. (laughs) I see where they got the name. Leggings. (laughs) (laughs) We could call them gainings now. Gainings. I love my gainings. (laughs) I need leggings that look like scraps of skin. So We can call them their gainings. I need them. I'm down for that. Like, I have my blood splatter ones, Uh and people see those, and they're like, because I went into town, Mm -hmm. basic white girl, Mm -hmm. in my fucking blood splattered leggings, and my fucking leather face Mm t-shirt, and I had my fucking Uggs on, like a real white girl, Mm -hmm. I know, walked into the store, and this one lady was like, oh, Mm -hmm. oh, and then she realized what was on my shirt, and she like nudged her husband, and she was like, oh. So, somebody needs to make us some some skin leggings. I wanted to really like the pictures in. Like the book from um, Ash versus the Evil Dead, mm-hmm. where it's just like different chunks of like decaying flesh yeah, stitched I want together. it to look yeah. like his chairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, they also found his chest breast. Oh my god, his memory bust. Yes. Today's. His little vestible that had... I mean, they were some pretty nice tits, considering. They were, they were decent memories. Mm-hmm. I wonder what... Yeah. 
I wonder what his choosing process was. It's like, well, these are good titties. I think that he probably, like, Mm -mm. he wanted them to look (laughs) as much like Gus. Mm -hmm. Oh, Gus's titties. This is what my mama, Gus's titties, look like. I need a lot. I need a lot of it. But his vest, he was able to put on and snug it tightly to his own body. So it looked like it, well, it didn't look because, of course, it looked like shit. But... (laughs) It, eh. To him, it would feel as though it were his own. Put one of Gus's mm-hmm. beautiful blouses on over that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're just going to be Gus in the mirror. Exactly. And then they also found the masks. And they were nine full masks. Some of them had been hung up on the wall as decoration. But then some of them he had to actually wear. And it was from the chin all the way back, and it had the scalp and everything, too. So it, he could like put it on, and it would have mask. the hair. And that's how it would also stay on. It's just because you just... Oh. <laughs> and it had no, the eyes. You. It had the eyes cut out so he could see through it, and the mouth cut out so he could still, like, Oh, talk. Eddie, what beautiful eyes you have. My, my. What big eyes you have. Gross. <laughs> and what so, a saggy, baggy eye you have. <laughs> what a saggy, baggy eye. Then they had also found all these quote-unquote finger quotes. The shrunken heads, which weren't shrunken, shrunken at heads at all. They were um, fucking people's heads. People's heads. Le- legit full-size skulls. Which also, I mean, people of Plainfield obviously had no idea what a shrunken head is supposed to look like because it's not supposed to look like a decapitated head. <laughs> there oh, was a difference. little different. <laughs> that whole shrunken part Means to real. make smaller. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this. But when you say shrunken, that's when you put wool in the dryer and it goes smarter. Yeah, not, <laughs> not same size heads. That's not what they were called. No. no. Same size heads decay. Mm-hmm. Nope, not it. Outside the kitchen was the horse hide that had been seen, that had seen better days. Yeah, it was a little rough looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rough. In that was a bag. Oh, and in the bag. What was... What's in the bag? Dun, dun, dun. What's in the fucking box? Mm -hmm. Mary Hogan's head. Her face-tickle was right there. (laughs) And she'd been missing... For three years. And now they know. And now, now you know, because you know some of the cops that were in there had already probably heard Gein and always been like, oh, she's dead in my house. house Oh, she's not missing. She's dead in the farm. Oh, well, don't you look stupid now. (laughs) Yeah. Because they were all like, oh, and... <laughs> you fucking prankster. And they're like, oh, fuck, that, that's her face-tickle. Back. Mm-hmm. It took hours to go through the house. Mm-hmm. Shin bones, scalp, skin, withered breasts, vaginas, lips, noses, heads, legs, countless victims, all found in just the kitchen and the bedroom. Yeah, that's a lot. There's, there's lots in there. Lots in there. Lots in there. I always wondered, why did he keep the noses, especially separate? That's what I'm wondering. Because he would wear the full mask, but he also kept noses. So every once in a while when he's like, oh, I can't wear a full mask, but let me... Just click on a nose. Ugh. Or did he, was he like, I don't I don't like how she looks all the way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change. I'm going to give her a nose job. I'm going to give her a nose job. Ed, what was uh, wrong with your own nose? Your own nose was okay enough. Yeah. You handsome motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so we will. Oh no, we won't. We are going to say 
<laughs> they removed the nails of the makeshift walls. And they felt weird about it because they didn't know. They were like, if it's this bad on In this here. side, what has he been boarding off? Like, yeah. Whole, what the fuck are we getting ready to get into? I don't know if I really want to do this or not. I can't get the nails out. Darn it all. We'll have to do it another time. Mm-hmm. But everything was in perfect order. Just how Mama left it when she mm-hmm. died. I'm sure they were fucking relieved as fuck mm-hmm. at that point. But then it would almost be a little bit, like, more creepy. You know what yeah. I mean? Walk in and see something you stepped back 12 years prior. Yeah. And everything's perfect and clean and, like, a complete shrine. And then on the other side of everything is a bunch of fucking garbage. You're like, well, the garbage shit kind of makes sense. I mean, obviously yeah. he's crazy. But this stuff... The shrine and the body parts are a little weird. I don't know. And they knew that, that at that point that was... They were like the first people to walk into that shit in forever. Yeah. So it was probably like when people open up a temple, the pyramids, yeah. and they're discovering shit, and they're like, we're the first people that have been here thousands yeah. of years. You can see your footprints in the dust and shit. Uh-huh. Back. Yeah. No, thank you. Nope. Okay, mm-hmm. so we'll go back to the summer kitchen. Alan Wilimowski, mm-hmm. the guy who found the box, was also the one taking the pictures of Bernice. Mm-hmm. That would be a fun task. Early Sunday morning, the rest of her had been found. Mm-hmm. Heart in a plastic bag in front of the stove. Pile of guts that were still warm were wrapped in newspaper and put in a man's suit. Yeah, like a man's dress suit. Nice. What? Why? I don't know. I, don't I was know. I see in one of the books that I read, the heart was in the stove. So was it was it in no. the stove or sitting out of the stove? No, that was one of the rumors because it went from it was in the bag in front of the stove, and then as rumors started going around, then it was on the stove in a pan. And some things, some stories kept with the like rumors because for some reason they felt like it needed to be more. See, yeah, than like what it is. that one book, whatever, whatever of Ed Gein, mm-hmm. it was inside the stove in a plastic bag. Like, it wasn't in a pan or anything, but they said it was in the stove. Mm-mm. It was on the floor in front of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Willamowski and a co-worker, Halligan, mm-hmm. found her head in a sack under the stained and gross mattress. Yeah, there was a mattress Girl. in the summer kitchen, which is weird all on its own, and they lifted it up, and when they lifted it up, they found a bag. And when they grabbed the bag, that's when they found Bernice Warden's head. And there's pictures of that, which we will have to show on our different social media, uh-huh. but the head is also dirty. It's very dirty, and considering how clean the body is, yeah. it doesn't make sense as to why is her face still dirty and gross. <laughs> you didn't wash the face? What the fuck, man? We were saving that for later when I yeah. make the mask use. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, maybe mm-hmm. he likes a dirty mask you don't know. Maybe. Two penny nails bent into hooks were shoved into each nail and attached with twine so he could eventually hang it like a trophy in his room with the other four. Mm-hmm. And it was in each, uh, each nail was put in each ear. We could hang it up that way. Oh, okay. good. Mm-hmm. Good. Weird. Mm-hmm. I like heads in my room. Mm-hmm. I also like head in my room. Yeah, oh. I do too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll take some. I will take some. I just don't want nails in it. No, no nails in the ears. Thank you. No, thanks. Yes, hard pass. (laughs) Hard fucking pass. All this happened within 12 hours since Frank found his mother was missing. We have the actual autopsy reports for Bernice. Mm Mm-hmm. Which makes me excited. But that's pretty quick. I mean, 12 12 hours. hours. You went from we have a missing woman to we think it's Ed Gein to now we've got him in custody. Uh Uh-huh. And now we're raiding the fucking... To now we found her. We found nipples. We found fucking vulvas. Noses. 
spray painted, ridden, shiny and chrome, fucking right <laughs> off the Valhalla. I don't know what's I'm going so on. Shiny. Past the so chrome. chrome. Can't get past the hair still. Ugh. Ugh. It's ruining my vision. The, the skull cap bowls. The hairy piece. Yes. The hairy piece. <laughs> I fitted the hairy piece into the open body. How the fuck? Did they just like stick their finger in it and like lift it up and... And, like, drop it in. Yep, it fits, boys. Yes, it's her. We've got a match. <laughs> you probably grabbed it by the hairy piece. <laughs> Positive identification. <laughs> no. You see how this part has a little jagged right here? Mm-hmm. And that matches right there? Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's, like, putting back a piece of pie that you didn't want because you took one too many. And it kind <laughs> of lights, but it's, like, like yeah, it's like weird. weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you, like, try to slide it back into the pie sheet. Mm-hmm. Gross. You can tell that it, it doesn't belong. There yeah. anymore. <laughs> it just needs to be permanently Thanksgiving when we're eating pie. We're gonna oh, think of the no. hairy piece. I don't like pie anyway. I like pie. I love pie. I'm a fat. Yes. I has a fat. I, I love many things, but pie, I just am not, it's not one of them. You didn't, I didn't send it to you, but I sent it to you, yes. which is funny because you were saying about pie putting it back in, and I had sent Nikki a video that this guy took everything for Thanksgiving and, like, carved vaginas in it, and there was they one that was in a pumpkin beautiful. pie. <laughs> oh, no. I will show it to yeah. you. Yeah, oh, and no. they're beautiful vaginas. Like I thought one that I had sent turkey. it to both of you, but then I remembered it was on Facebook, and I was floating. Hmm. <laughs> I was very tired. <laughs> I was very sleepy that time. Anyways. Oh, anyways, the The autopsy was performed at Goltz Goltz maybe mm-hmm. funeral home in Plainfield, Wisconsin. Firearms a firearms identification specialist, Mr. Alan Wilmowski. I am fucking him all up. The one that found the backs and found the head and took the pictures. The lucky some bitch. Right. He got to find all the shit. And microanalyst, Mr. James E. Halligan, assisted pathologist F. Einberger in the autopsy. The body was a 58-year-old female, well-shaped and good health. Female was decapitated at the shoulder level with a smooth circular cut which severed skin. The intervertebral cartilage between C6 and C7 was cut with a sharp instrument. The cuts were smooth and clean, meaning no jagged edges, which would have been indicative 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 of an axe or knife. The body was open from the sternum and extending to the area just above the mons burners mons you can just be the whole shebang mons Mons. pubis the the whole shebang the fucking the bossy mound had been removed the hairy piece was gone (laughs) yeah the hairy Hairy piece piece no more fuck from that point, a circular cut was made for complete removal of the vulva, lower vagina, and the anus, with the lowest part of the rectum as well. To do this, symphysis pubis had been split, which is the cartilage in front of the pelvis that connects the right and left side of the pubic bones. Oh my god, he wishboned her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just dawned on me the way that they were describing this. Mm-hmm. He fucking crack. Yep. Mm-hmm. Once you've had kids, though. That thing separates pretty fucking easy. Yeah, but he, like, fully, like, chopped it. Chopped it, yeah. I don't have, I didn't use my uterus, so I don't. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's lucky because if they, like, after certain kids, they don't go back in the right spot and they just kind of go, it hurts. Yeah. It doesn't, how's that go again? But then they pop back in after the next kid, so you're fine. Yeah, it doesn't feel as good when it's stretching out either. But what's weird is, what was he going to do with the lower part of the rectum area? 
Was he going to shove that a, into his own to, like, help hold it in place? Does he have a Did box of anuses somewhere? Are they out back a behind the assholes? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Bag of okay. asses. <laughs> I feel like a bag full of squished assholes. Ed Gein, I know exactly what that feels like. <laughs> Boy, I got one of those <laughs> myself. You know Maybe. what? Yes, I do. Those are quite squishy. <laughs> God. He realized Fucking. that he couldn't hold just the vagina there, so he had to take out the asshole this time, because then it's more like a maxi pad. And then just cork it, cram it on yeah. in there. Yeah, just put a pencil in. It's like <laughs> from one e- one behold to his. I want to say Inception, it. but put anus in there too. Yeah. It's an asshole inside of an asshole inside of an asshole. Yeah, it's like yeah. a Russian doll, but different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It all works oh, out. shit. Okay, it all sorry. Works. Continue with the well, autopsy report. He has literally cracked her open. Mm-hmm. This cut seems to have been made with a knife. See, he cracked a cold one open too. Mm-hmm. He's good at it. Well. She was free. She was, yeah, she was still warm. But he has cracked some cold ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Well, moving forward, yes. There he was, trying to get stiff before she did. Whoa. <laughs> that can be a chore. That's a lot of pressure. That was a, that was a meme like, for a fucking... <laughs> Trying to get stiff before she does. That was a meme for Ted Bundy, and it looks like he's telling, like he's a comedian. Yeah, I was like, so there I was trying to get stiff before she did. <laughs> God, I oh God, sh- yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay, the uh, the vulva. The How vulva. about the vulva and adjoining structures were in a carton box with other dried specimen of the same type. How do you match things in 1957? Apparently, you place them in the body to see if it fits, like mm-hmm. a puzzle piece, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. According to the autopsy report, they said the freshly removed vulva fitted well into the tissue of the defect of the body. Yeah, that's a direct uh, quote. That's, like, uh, it I fitted just, I, well. It, fi- it fitted well. It fitted well in the void. Therefore, that's hers. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's my scientific fucking smart brain that I went to school for and people pay me lots of money. When I went, it fits. <laughs> Yay, ta-da! ta-da! Problem solved. Examination of the sexual organs revealed no signs of sexual trauma. However, they couldn't fully conclude any sexual if any sexual intercourse had been made. Oh, isn't that and the biggest question of all? That's it that's is. some of the things that were speculated in not just the documentaries, but the books, mm-hmm. is they... It's always been a speculation if he ever... Well, did and, you fuck her, Eddie? Did you? <laughs> did you? There's times where he, like, alluded to it. Mm-hmm. But then would like recant and then be, and be like, like, no, no, like, no, 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 I gross. didn't. Do it. I, the body smelled too bad, but or whatever. In part three, we'll tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. We have the answers. We have the answers, and you soon will too. Mm-hmm. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> The autopsy showed that he had cut above her Achilles and then shoved the wooden crossbar through it. Then a cord was tied around her leg at the heel and crossbar since the weight of her body would sever the Achilles. Her legs were about three feet apart. He'd also tied cords to her wrists and looped it over the crossbar as well. So her arms would be up as to probably drain blood from them and to have them be out of the way. Mm-hmm. You don't want arms flopping. Yeah, yeah so place. he's got, like, once he decapitated her, as the blood starts running, you've got to have everything strung up high so that gravity can do its fucking job. Yeah, especially if he's going to wear it later. Exactly. Yeah. you got to make sure it's all out. I mean, really, he didn't have much to do except for look at it and be like, yep, yep, it's good here. Mm-hmm. It's yep. All right. You know what? There's a foot and it's got some wood in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. And got there's no splinters. head and there's no mossy mound. There's no guts in there either. <laughs> 
No mossy mouth. No, no do you furry think they piece. Were like, what do we put for the cause of death? Anti fur burger. Anti fur. Listen to me. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, but mm-mm. I'm sure it was gunshot. Wound well, gunshot. Well, yeah, that's. But I just. Yeah, I'm just being a dick. Yeah, Weird. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, you see what I did there? <laughs> so separately wrapped in a newspaper, like one would actually package meat, mm-hmm. uh, police found both lungs and the trachea. They showed some signs of like aspirated blood into the esophagus, the stomach, small and large intestine, the spleen, pancreas, adrenals, kidney with the like uterine, uh, what do they call that? It was just the uterus and then the, like the uterine tube. Yeah. Like, Fallopian tube? No, no the pee like the pee where your urethra, urethra oh. was actually still attached. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Half of the upper bladder and other genital organs, uh, probably like you were saying, the fallopian tubes, uterus, ovaries, whatever. All of this was like hidden. It's wrapped up and then hidden in a bundle of clothing. Mm-hmm. Fucking weird, man. Yeah, I don't know. So the heart and the liver were separately removed and the heart was found in the plastic bag like mm-hmm. we had discussed previously. So the head and the neck did show signs of trauma and there was a laceration on her head and a bullet wound obviously just above the neckline and it showed she had bled from the ears quite a bit which mm-hmm. I'm not surprised seeing no. how yeah. she took a fucking 22 bullet to the back of her dome piece mm-hmm. the portion of the medulla oblongata mm-hmm. and upper 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 <laughs> the upper cervical spine had been ripped out and was never found uh-huh. now the cause of death was the bullet to the back of the head and it wasn't even at close range where the 22 bullet had entered the head mm-hmm. and it stopped short of the left eye. Mm-hmm. So it must have gotten lodged either in tissue or bone, which. Yeah, it, it yeah. stopped. It's, it, and that's. <laughs> everything else had taken place post mortem. Yeah, they could confidently say that she wasn't hacked up until after she was gone. Right. Yeah. Which, fucking thank you. Yeah, no, no shit. Because there's some people that we've read about that do it like uh, as it's hit. Yeah. That would like be a deep coral. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to eviscerate your manhoods off your body while you're still screaming and wiggling. Mm-hmm. So thank God for that. At least she was already dead. So while the discoveries were happening, Ed's just chilling in jail mm-hmm. after he was being transported to Watoma. Mm-hmm. Three deputies, the two that arrested him, Arden Spees and Dan Chase, and a third man named Spex Murdy. Spex oh, Murdy. Oh, yes. Spex Murdy. Um, all stood guard in front of his cell. Yeah, because everybody, once they started finding everything, they're like, they're like, holy fuck. fuck, what kind of a monster we goddamn dealing with. This guy is terrifying. We need to have all sorts of guards. All the guards all right of, here. All of them. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. All so, four of you. <laughs> <laughs> right? In the town of 228, four mm. of you guard this cell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other 220 of us, we're going to tear this house apart. <laughs> so after six hours of sifting through all of the bullshit mm-hmm. in Ed Gein's house, Sheely came to the jail to ask Gein if he had admitted, have you, have you talked, Ed? Yeah. Have you admitted to anything? And when three of the men said no, he kind of lost his shit and he oh, grabbed yeah. Gein and like slams him up against the wall and is like trying to fucking like shake a fucking confession out of him. Yeah, and it gets it gets pretty heated. <laughs> and it actually took the three guys to like pull them apart mm-hmm. and like separate them. And it didn't help anything because then little Eddie boy clams up even like, even more. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking tight-lipped after this. He's like, "Fuck, not you. talking anymore." Yeah, I'm, you, you shook me rather hard, Sheely. I'm not. <laughs> 
not saying shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Gain did offer to take a polygraph Gain? test. Gain? What did I say? Gain? Gain? It's not soap. It's not laundry soap. <laughs> I keep doing Gain. the same thing Gain. and I'm like, fuck. I know. So, Gain did offer to take a polygraph test because he couldn't really remember what had happened throughout the day and mm-hmm. his, like, the stories that he had told weren't really adding up and so he was like, oh, you know, I'll take a lie box test. Yeah, hook me up to the lie box. Um, and this would go on for like 12 hours, kind of like off and on. Mm-hmm. Now, Gein never had an attorney, nor did he ask for one, but he never admitted to anything. But they also didn't like read him his rights to let him know that he sh- had the opportunity. They I read think. him his rights. He just didn't think that he had that he did anything that was see, worthy oh, enough. See, and I like in the like in that book that I listened to that I just very like barely finished mm-hmm. said that they didn't even tell him that he could have an attorney. Oh, no. They they did. It's in there. Yeah. Oh, in the okay. actual in the actual one. And the guy that did all of the interviews. This is like the one thing that I super hate about doing research is you get like conflicting yeah. shit oh, on yeah. all fronts and mm-hmm. it makes it hard to put together like a solid piece. Uh-huh. It it really because <laughs> I haven't gotten that far in Deviant. Sorry, I just thought of a, a fuzzy piece oh, or whatever. Fuzzy. Her, Sorry, her, I can't. Her fucking hairy piece. Yeah, hairy piece. Her hairy but, piece. Uh, Alan, the guy that found the pussies in the box and took all the pictures, it was his brother, Joe, who does all the interview. The interrogation. Oh, with really? Gene. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I didn't realize. I didn't. I didn't realize <laughs> yeah, they, they were brothers. Brothers. Mm-hmm. So he never admits to anything. Now he doesn't mm-hmm. have legal counsel, but he's also not talking. Mm-hmm. So what we know this far is that the people of Plainville, Plainville, Plainfield mm-hmm. knew by Sunday afternoon. I'm sure mm-hmm. that this fucking gossip spread like goddamn wildfire, oh, like a fucking course. house on fire. Could you imagine if somebody was strung up here in town? How quickly would everybody? Yeah. Oh, I'd be the first motherfucker on the horn being like group texting everybody dude did you know that so and so was fucking field dressed at yo's house that's when we get our SBI badges <laughs> like uh saggy baggy eye part come. of this saggy baggy eye we, we have just clearance need to come in here and take a look alright <laughs> um Mrs. Warden was taken from the store Saturday morning her truck was found just east of the village by Adams County in what was known as kind of like the lover's lane yeah. of mm-hmm. Pine Grove mm-hmm. the front seat and the floor were covered in blood her body was found in Gein's home and many were struggling like grasping that Ed had actually done this because everybody always you know when they did the interviews even for the A&E biography piece yeah oh he was a nice man mm-hmm. he'd give you the shirt off his back if you needed it <laughs> like if you were to sit and name anybody in town of who could have done it Ed was the very last, last. like yeah. everybody thought he was a fucking weirdo but they didn't think he was capable of this kind like a of murder weirdo yeah they thought he was a nice atrocity yeah a nice guy I mean he Please. offers to babysit your kids he offers to help your farm he offers to go and do your fucking chores for you yeah. and shit. And then he's stringing up fucking bitches in his kitchen at the same time? Whoa! Whoa. Yeah, and that was yeah. kind of that was kind of the, the overall feeling that people had when you watch that um, the A&E biography mm-hmm. is they were like, oh, you know, he gave me the heebie-jeebies, but he was a nice man. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't say that somebody's a nice man if he gives you the fucking, like, grabs you by the short and curlies and gives you the fucking willies. And next week when we get into it, we'll talk about all of his confession, plus everything that happened in Plainsfield or Plainfield every fucking, fucking time. Every Me too. Fucking I just did day. it too. I just, oh God. Fuck it. Now you're Plainsfield. 
Yep, your plane's filled for the rest of this fucking Officially. atrocity. Atrocity? <laughs> Listen here, Plainsfield. Your atrocities are ours. <laughs> but, but yeah, we'll, we'll go through and we'll talk about the actual confession. We'll also talk about how people in Plainfield started reacting, how some, all of a sudden, how it always happens in a small town, something happens. Well, oh my God, I fucking knew him too. We were best yeah, fucking oh, friends. Fuck. He was my yeah. lover for yeah. 20, 20 something years. Yeah. Fucked all the time. Banged on the regular. Yeah, so we'll go through we'll go through all of all of that in part three and there's there's a lot there there is a lot <laughs> there's a lot because there it was, to unpack you know oh you know there was a box of vulvas and some noses and uh, some heart and lungs mm-hmm. yes but for now this is where we're going to end part, part two. two I have screaming children out there yeah yeah mm-hmm. you do so do you have any shout outs Mm, not this week. I was busy doing shit. I only have one. Um, mm-hmm. I started listening to Dude That's Fucked Up. Mm-hmm. That's and it's these two little potty mouths that... I'm in. Yeah. yeah you'll, you'll, you'll like it. They're, they're, they're fucking funny. It's these two girls mm-hmm. and they just like random shit is what they talk about. And they do like current events or they do like shit going on in their lives or it's just kind of like it's an easy listening piece that you can put in your fucking ear while you're doing different stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're as foul-mouthed as we are, mm-hmm. but maybe I'll message them and we can work on it. <laughs> I was going to say, can we be uh, guests on this? We could, we, yeah, can, we, we can, could up their fucking vocabulary. Oh, we, yeah. they'll, learn, they'll learn new swear words yes. very quickly. Yeah, fucking twits. Very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been listening to the home video hustle. hustle. Oh, home video hustle, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know too. we talked about it last week, but then I had to listen to it. It's cracking me up. Like, I feel you, PJ. I mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I still, when they did the episode about the thing, mm-hmm. and they uh, they were like, y- you want to know why, you know, blah, 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 talking about being in Antarctica? Because black people don't go there. <laughs> and I was laughing so hard because I was like... Oh, you guys, you guys are killing me. But they're talking about like when the dog starts to transform mm-hmm. and it's like spraying acid everywhere. And he was, I can't, I don't know if it was Brenner PJ, but they're like, that's when you get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and I was like, I I'm, do the same thing. I was listening to the Star Wars one mm-hmm. and PJ's like <laughs> fucking struggling through. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel you. I could watch the movie mm-hmm. right before and I could still fuck it up. I'd be like, I don't know what happened next. <laughs> I love when they were when they were talking through it and they're like, I'm sure there are so many people fucking screaming at us right now because yeah. we're not saying the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when he said good Star piece. Trooper instead of Stormtrooper, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I love this. It, it's it was good. good. I was Most trying to good. think of what else. So next week yep, is when we cover more Geenie Weenie. Confessions and rumors around town and then... And then more and then more gain. <laughs> more thanks gaining. All the thanks gaining this month. So a special treat for our November patrons at $5 and above is we have special stickers for you yeah, that yeah. will be showing up soon. Yay! And they have to do with Mr. Gain himself. Yes. So, so definitely go and check us out at our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Color Me Dead. Yes. Podcast. And can we give a shout out to the creator of the stickers? Mm-hmm. Yes. That would be my baby brother, Kagan Breitenbach. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kagan. Yes. Yes. This yes. thing is awesome. And our, our Patreons have already seen the picture, but they don't know. They don't they know. They don't know. 
They think they know. You don't but they know don't me. Fucking know. But they don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, no. no. <laughs> Hang out with us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. All at Color Me Dead Pod or Color Me Dead Podcast. What do you want? Out of life, sir. You wanted hey. to dance upon the hey. table. Hey, Achoo. not gonna do it. Um, and you can also check out our merch shop mm-hmm. um, at threadless.com slash color me dead. Mm-hmm. And you guys can get some of the cool ass hoodies and t-shirts that we have. Definitely go and support us there too. Yep. My next purchase off of there, which I've already got it in the car, I just need to buy it, is one of those Sherpa, is that how you, how you call it, blankets? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuzzy on one side and... Mm-hmm. I need to get me a fuck mouth make words. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. I have. I one. want, like, I want the hoodie though i need to make yeah. it where it's not blurred out oh, so where it actually says yeah. fuck on it and you should wait and get the blanket thing in gini stuff oh i should mm-hmm. i was just gonna do color be dead they have a duvet cover yeah i want it so fucking bad can you explain me what the fuck that is you get a down comforter oh okay yeah, and you then you it. put it over it so you can oh. switch it out but you still have the same comforter but you can switch out the Co- oh, okay so you it's like a pillowcase yeah. oh okay all right but for a big i company. always see like duvet and i'm like what the fuck is a duvet <laughs> what's too a fucking fancy for what me i don't know what a duvet is but i'm not <laughs> <laughs> exactly so there's lots of stuff uh anything over 45 dollars gets you free shipping through december 15th uh-huh and then there's also sales going on right now through there so you can get like a buck or so off of your shit and now is the time you guys like if you were gonna buy something um especially with the gift giving holiday coming up mm-hmm. now's the time now's now. the time Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget, if you are listening to us on Podbean, come over to Acast, please. Yes. Because we are doing the switchy switch. Mm-hmm. And I love the simplicity of Acast. I just wish it had all of my podcasts on it. So I have two apps. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not have, seven. Yeah. I like Acast, though, because it's just it's smooth. And once you play one, it will instantly just play all the other ones for you. Like, you oh, don't have to nice. stop. I hate that when you have to stop. So until next week, clean up your milk cartons. And stay out of chalk lines. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say, keep your pussy on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure your mossy mound is attached <laughs> and stay out of chalk lines. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, I'm Jerry and I'm a comedian. So he thinks. And I'm Tracy, his wife. Um, for now. And we are the host of Hillbilly Horror Stories. We are mostly a paranormal podcast, but we do sprinkle in a little bit of true crime if it's creepy enough. And obviously all things unexplained. But mostly paranormal. Yep, already said that. It's been said that we are scary enough for the true paranormal fan, but also entertaining and funny enough for the skeptics. Nobody said that. It most certainly did. I got it from a carrier pigeon along with a Candy Crush request. Just search for Hillbilly Horror Stories wherever you listen to podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Hi, this is Ben. And this is Alex. Do you like unsolved mysteries? How about urban legends and folklore? If you do, you should tune into our podcast, Mysteries and Urban Legends, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, as we explore unsolved mysteries and the origins and meanings of urban legends. Look for us on iTunes, Stitcher, and all other major podcatchers. You can also find us on all social media at More Podcast. So come on and give us a listen and enjoy. Oh, <laughs> oh,